What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Mitch, and with me today I have... You got Kyle. And Boozy. We got Kyle and Boozy. We got a full table here, and this episode we are going to be discussing Halloween Kills, uh, the very divisive film that I have managed to... um, this is the first time in Halloween history that I've managed to completely avoid any of the online discourse because I just like didn't want to get into it with anyone. And you uh, stayed it, in your it, own lane. Well, that it's just it's a lot of uh, people yelling at each other because there's some extremely different takes on this movie. Uh, it's it's gotten a reaction out of the horror community, nonetheless. Uh, I would say it's definitely leaning more towards negative, but uh, we have no idea how the three of us feel today. Uh, so we will get into that in the main feature. I know, Kyle, you hadn't seen 2018 until I'm guessing you watched both of them today, didn't you? Uh, I'll go no comment on that, but I will say that I have Fresh watched Daisy. I have watched both films and that, yes, correct. I had not seen 2018 up until very recently. Awesome. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we will talk all things Halloween and Michael Myers on the main feature. Uh, but before we get this episode rolling, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. The Saskatchewan Podcast Network is supported by Direct West. Is marketing getting in the way of running your business? Things like updating your Google listing, thinking of a headline for a billboard, or making sure your website is in good shape? That's where Direct West comes in. You can get local expert marketing help for your business at directwest.com. All right, fellas. We're back. We're back at it. It's been how long? We haven't recorded since uh, since September, haven't we? Uh, yeah, it's been a couple weeks at least. Uh, I'm going to go no comment. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this is, we are recording today on October 21st, only 10 days away from the best day of the year. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've talked to each other. I'm sure the three of us have all seen some shit. I know my, I can just personally say that this is the most lacking that this Halloween season is by far my most lacking in terms of like watching horror. Uh, I haven't watched a lot. I yeah, think you, just, usually you're crushing it. Like yeah. Halloween's your time to crush it. I think I have a pass this year. Right. That's <laughs> I think fair. I have a pass because right. the fellas are busy, you know? Yeah. So this is the first episode that we'll be recording where I am uh, 18 hours away from you guys and I'm an hour behind you guys. How's the future looking over there? Um, so far bit brighter um but not by much has the weather been good meh it, it's saskatchewan what like, yeah, come on mitch no. why are you why are you even asking what is yeah, this why, you're, 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 like you're gone for a month and all of a sudden you're one of those guys oh what's the weather like over there <laughs> no but it's funny because uh yeah it turns out that it rains a lot in vancouver uh that, well, that turns out to be a, a real fact <laughs> it's not just a myth <laughs> no since since i've been here uh every single day Every single oh, sh- day. Oh, God. But I'm a rainy boy. You guys keep I'm a rainy wet over boy. there. Yeah, I like getting wet, you know? Yeah. Uh, in the words of Andrew WK, everyone get wet. I think that's what he says. I don't um, even know. I fucking love Andrew WK. But all right, <laughs> let's let's start talking about some horror movies. So who wants to go first? I want to I wanna hear from Boozy. It's been a while since I've heard uh, Boozy's thoughts on some spooky films. Okay, so it's, it's going to be... I, I do have some stuff. It's going to be a little underwhelming. Um... I watched a couple things for the the festival, like screeners and stuff. So I'm not allowed to talk about that. But I have I have been still putting in that work. You just um, failed the first rule of Festival Club. 
Don't talk about Festival Club. Yeah, don't talk about Festival Club. But we'll talk well, after, Boozy. <laughs> yeah, so that that's enough said on that one. Um, I do have some big stuff I want to talk about. Um, and the first one is I finally watched Candyman. Mm. It's, I've been waiting. Great. All right, so this is the, the last... Uh, the last leg of the tripod of the terror table to have yes. uh, reviewed Candyman. What what are your thoughts, my guy? I thought it was amazing. I oh god, I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Because there's it's been like out for a, two a, months. It's been a little it's, while. It's free. You okay, to, so. you don't need to spoil it, but you can talk freely about it. Yeah. Well, it's just the kind of the thing I wanted to point out is I did not realize that it was a, a sequel until they kind of dropped that later in. So I was like, oh, this is really cool that way. Yeah. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, I find that was an awesome part. I, I really find it funny that we're at an age now where the 90s can have lore. Did, did you know? <laughs> yeah, I think I made that realization a couple of years ago. It really fucked me up. But you're right. At this point, we're full-blown 90s lore. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm like, oh, remember way back, like how we would look at like the 80s. It was just like a decade before, but it would be like, Oh man, look at the Trans Ams and, and uh, members one of, of Poison. One <laughs> of my yeah, one of my three projects that I am currently writing, penning right now, if you will, uh, is uh, a '90s film set in wow. the '90s. So it's you, uh, coming back. Dawson's do you ever Creek, think the revenge? Do you ever yes. think that like the music video for Bowling for Soup, Bowling for Soup's 1985 is just like that? Is like to me, that's the baseline of time almost, where it's that's like okay, great, that's a great song and video. It's just like that's honestly a great analogy. Where where's Bowling for Soup with the 1995 one? They probably made it. Honestly, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. They're like Kurt Cobain died last year. <laughs> We're all still kind of bummed wasn't about it. Wasn't there? Wasn't there a Kurt Cobain show? There was. There actually was. There's just, yeah. There's a. Pilot. I know there was a that 80s show which like no one watched, but I, I, I like tanked after a couple episodes. Oh, never yeah. mind. I'm thinking of that 80s show. Maybe there wasn't a that 90s show. <clears throat> that 90s show was just Roseanne. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, anyway, getting back to Candyman, I right. really like the the way they they told the story of Helen Lyle using those those cutouts and stuff. I thought that was mm, yeah. uh, really cool. That I, I and I think that having the initial thing come through as an art exhibit is such a a smart way to do it because it's such an inviting. Like, it's like yeah, it, anybody would fall for that. It's not like a really uh, complicated way for some, you know, t- to, for the the story to progress or, or something where you'd go like, no, nah, that wouldn't happen. It's literally, it's like at an art exhibit, it's looking right at you. Of course you're going to... Also, right. if someone did say that would never happen during a Candyman movie, you have full, <laughs> you have the full right to wedge you them until they bleed. True. No, but you have to kind of look at like like I, I was looking at it as the idea of like Candyman itself is in its own Candyman universe. That's fairly straightforward. Like people are people, as far as that goes. Aside mm-hmm. from everybody, the, people. <laughs> yeah, except for the idea yeah. of like the Candyman himself. So I like that it's it's based in that reality that you can have that idea. It's not like they went on some weird website or something. Totally. Um, it's, it's not a video game or something. Yeah, like, I, it's a bit more, it, like, grounded. Yeah, it's a very fun, organic way to do it. I thought it was very, a very classy way to class it up. Um, I thought the, the girls' bathroom scene was really cool. Okay, yes, I hated that scene. I hated it's, that scene. That, that's one that it's dividing fans, and I'm totally on your side, Boozy. I love that scene. Oh, no. You, you know, and I, I think it, it, was, it was definitely, like, surprising. Because it's like, oh, they're really going to show all this. It's not just an implication of it. But once again, it is uh, kind of a fun idea where that once again is something you would 
probably see in real life. You know, like it, it's a very yeah. believable scenario, which I like that again. I, I like that part about it, but I, I just felt like the way it was the way it was executed really took me out of it. It, it just felt so different than the rest of the film. I think like it did, on its but, on the uh, on its own. It makes sense and like even you're mm-hmm. describing it's like yeah for sure that like you're right it's that what, makes sense but it's what jason hamill would call bde which is big degrassi energy oh i have to disagree <laughs> i mean it depends kyle's degrassi meter wasn't going off <laughs> yeah it, um, that's that scene was like what took it from like a four and a half to a four for me it would have been like really that yeah was just, it threw you off that much um but i really liked the that the, the it kind of had an element of honestly like the fly towards the end where it was him like progressing with the beast thing it, it did give me kind of like the end of fly energy with that but anyway fantastic film loved the ending um yes so good was so it's it's honestly the perfect way to end it yeah it it just opens it it up for the next one which we better get yeah i I want more thing is like it it totally does open up for for a tons of stuff and if they wanted to just leave it as well um it's a great way to end or bookend that as it is yep there's just no doubt about it Candyman 2021 fucks so that's our three that's a full table thumbs up so that's great to hear absolutely it's very it's very fuckable if that's <laughs> I, I would say it's pretty fuckable <laughs> awesome uh kyle do you want to knock one off okay well oh, I, sorry I, can i just can i just mention one more thing quickly about uh, uh sorry i just want to go back for uh candy man with naya, naya DaCosta. is the next thing she's doing is like the marvels which i think oh, is, yeah. is so wild that it's it, it's like i think she's fantastic and i think her her direction is, is incredible and, and what she was her vision for candy man was but it's, it's gonna be interesting how that'll translate over to this marvel universe where you've had so many different directors come through and have their own visions of this huge universe welcome to the fucking world that we're living in which sucks because i coming from a fan who's a like i'm a fan of marvel movies it's so frustrating when we have these like really exciting new directors come out or ones that really just start popping off and they immediately get pulled onto uh marvel movies like even like taika watiti as much as i Mm -hmm. love thor ragnarok i'm like i would way rather see a original taika ip and uh, it just seems like that's that's the way it goes these days. They find all these these directors who are just taking off, and they go, "Ooh, nope, you're not going to get to do something do you, original. Instead, you're doing Captain Marvel fucking eighteen or whatever." I was going to say, does it does it feel like the now that you mention it, I'm kind of thinking about that. Is like, does it feel like they're they're kind of taking away a lot of these directors from us as an audience, where it's like, hey, they're you know, absolutely. Like if, if uh, I don't know, you know, like imagine if like Denis got picked up way earlier in his Denis career. Denis would not, and, yeah. Denis no, no, no. Would I'm never. just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving that hypothetical. So play with, like it's the idea of like, you know, he puts out one, and then we don't get all this other stuff because they scoop him up, and the next he's doing is like the next version of Garfield because it'll make a ton of money. <laughs> Denis Villeneuve's Garfield. That. That'd be so that'd be awesome. <laughs> Sold. I don't know. To be honest, I think like since since we've kind of moved away from like the Joss Whedon days where like every Marvel film looked and felt the exact same. Not yeah, that there was much... a while where it was all like that. Yeah. Not that they're much different now in all fairness, like, but it's they trending. They are getting different. Like they're, they, they're yeah, they at least now. try. I think yeah. like even like Chloe Zhao doing, doing uh, the Eternals to me, like from what I've seen of that film, it looks like no other Marvel film I've really seen. Looks it, like absolute w- dog shit. Oh my god! Get out of here! It looks beautiful. You Those think Vistas. Eternals looks good, bro. I'm sold, man. Oh, she I told me. I heard one person who said that Eternals looks good. I think it looks. Oh, yeesh. Um, I'll tell I you this thing. It looks. 
It looks boring, therefore, I'm sold. Yeah. So how many times have you watched Dune today, Kyle? <laughs> I'm watching it tomorrow morning. I can't, can't Me wait. Me too. I'm doing it tomorrow as well. Um, I'm, gonna do it, I'm doing a double feature tomorrow. I'm going to see Dune and Titan. I cannot a, wait to see oh Titan. Oh, man. Fuck. I, I was so close. I made it up until yesterday without seeing the Dune trailer. I was trying to just go and see it. That's all Are I wanted. Are you excited for Dune? Yeah, of course oh, I am. I wouldn't Got have it. guessed that, but yeah. Yeah, okay. so I, I've been I, I avoided it, and then sure enough, I go see Halloween Kills, and oh. it plays before the fucking. Uh. Man, did I they mean, show the I, trailer? Obviously, for it looks the, fucking incredible. But did they like, show the trailer wish... for the the Black Phone when you went and saw it? The Black Phone. I think that's what it's called. It's a new Ethan Hawke, uh, Scott Derrickson. Oh, oh yeah. yes, 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 yes. They Fuck, did. It looks good, and it's supposed I to be unreal. I was kind of like going back and forth of whether this was like the coolest thing I've ever like a, the coolest idea or just really like over the top, but it does seem like a really cool idea when they're they break it down further in the trailer and and good for Ethan Hawke for being a fucking maniac. Yeah, I'm excited to see Ethan Hawke channel his uh, inner Arthur Fleck. Yeah, he's got to get his um. Oh, what was his it's name? Joker, Joker energy. And I mean, you love Joker first. And I foremost. do love Joker. I like cinema, so of course I like Joker. Oh God! I respect I'm... cinema. Like, are we gonna go on this forever and ever? Like, okay, movie... sorry. I think. Okay, hold on. I just just to go like back to Candyman really quick. I think though, like when you mentioned like her next film, like the Marvels, Candyman was kind of a big movie though. To be honest, the more I think about it, like that was kind of like there was, it was like there were some crazy like action like set pieces and oh. stuff. Like I oh, feel yeah. like. It is a big jump, but like the more I think about it, like I could kind of, I could, I could see that film being interesting. Honestly, I think I like zero doubts that she's gonna crush it. Like, cause yeah. yeah, like I thought the direction in Candyman was so fucking good. Specifically, like some of the some of the coolest kills up until recently. Like uh, I've seen some amazing kills in 2021, and a couple of them are That's in true. Candyman. No, totally, I'm with but, it. But uh, yeah, I, uh, fuck yeah, love it. Um, okay, where were where were we at now? Uh, I think the Joker came out, and we're going to talk about it. Um, You want to talk about Joker? Never. Let me pull up my thesis. (laughs) Of course. Everyone who likes Joker has a thesis on Joker. Um, So, anyway, I have a Netflix-centric things to talk about, I guess. So, I figured... I don't think... Have we talked about Squid Game on the show yet? Nope, but I watched it all as well. Yeah, we haven't haven't, uh, recorded since that blew up. So that's kind of the big thing we've missed, clearly, is Squid Game. Obviously, I assume like 90% of the people listening to this have seen the show. It's a cultural phenomenon at this point. But if you haven't seen it, highly, highly recommend watching the show. (laughs) I won't spoil too much for it because it's very spoiler heavy. Um, Guess guess who out of the table has not seen it. (laughs) Good God. Okay sick well okay boozy you gotta watch it i think i think you'd get something out of it it's like a very binge worthy show at the very if least the world yeah if, if like i understand where because like when i watched it i had no idea that it was like this cultural phenomenon because like mm-hmm. the way it, like i was just off the internet for a little bit while i was moving and that's when it came out and then i just started watching it and then like my roommates started talking about it and everyone that i ran into on the street was talking about it so i was just like fuck yeah i gotta keep watching this but it is one of those things hey you seen squid game that's exactly what it is (laughs) yeah that's that's tough 100 percent what it is and i yeah i I watched it as well kyle loved it i thought it was fucking awesome i think i think you'll get something out of a boozy like there's some crazy kills in this show it's It's like it's brutal at times but it's also just like 
a good drama at other times. It uh, is wild yeah. that out of anything that's been released on Netflix so far, like this is the biggest thing. <laughs> that is got it's surprising that it isn't. Like if you watch the show, you'll get why. Like no, it's not, just, that's not a knock against it. It's just it's no, I hear it's you. So I hear specific. You. It's not like Hunger <laughs> Games or you know the next it whatever Batman. Like well, no, I see what you're saying. Like it's not attached to something that's like yeah. big in its own right. Like it's a, exactly it's its own IP or whatever. But that's my only beef with it though is that like the, uh, a lot of people are acting like this is some kind of original concept and everything it's like man there is like five other ips yeah. that have this exact plot and it's like it's just koreans like korea has just been ahead of us in every sense of the word when it comes to like imagination and creativity that like mainstream like north american audiences think that this is some groundbreaking thing which it's it's a really good show but everything in the show has been done before it's just done well, really well here. Yeah, it's the execution of it all. I mean, you're yeah. right. There's nothing, whatever, Hunger Games, Battle Royale, bunch of other stuff, obviously. characters that I loved. Totally. I will say, though, I'm kind of in the camp of folks who don't really fuck with the ending very much. That's not super into it. But that being said, as a, as a whole, definitely love the show. So if you, does that, does that not, not like wreck the series, but does that like taint the series at all for you? That it does kind of have an anticlimactic... I don't... I, Personally, I guess, like, speaking for myself, like, I don't want to say too much, but, like, I'll put it this way, like, I like the series as it is, and if there's going to be more of the show, I'm not, like, I don't really need more of the show. I kind of just like the way it is. You got what you needed. That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Typical Um, Kyle. He gets in, gets out, you know, he gets what he needs, and he leaves. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a a parasite, if you will. Uh, But, yeah. Big shout out to Squid Game. Obviously, I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm sure you've heard, a lot of folks have heard about it already. The other thing that I'm not quite finished, but I'm working my through it way through you season three right now, mm-hmm. which has been like this guilty pleasure show for me currently because I kind of fucking hated the first two seasons of you. I like I like yeah, this I'm show. I'm surprised you're watching it. I remember you just <laughs> shitting on it. It's yeah. like I love to hate it. I love to hate this show because it's like to me this is actually big Degrassi energy. If I'll be honest with you, like this is. Uh, to me, it's like to me. I might actually watch it now. It it's started like, out good. Like I, I thought the first season was actually really good. But that's like, true. In it's hindsight, just ridiculous. I, I jumped <laughs> off when Christelia was in. Well, I mean, Christelia we... came in season two, and he played a pedophile again. Right. <laughs> again, he's getting tight cast as a pedophile. Well, because he is the role a pedophile. You want to be. <laughs> I think you make a good point, though, Mitch. Like, the first season is kind of drastically <laughs> drastically better. So, But if you like the second season of the show, I think you'll get something out of this season for me. It's just, like, a complete guilty pleasure. The script is bonkers. It doesn't make any sense, and it's just, like, goes too far. But at the same time, like, I just want to, like, see what Penn Badgley does. I don't know. Like, Gossip Girl, I don't know. Like, it's just... Something about it is alluring. Also, there's a U season three connection. Remember <laughs> Kyle saying, "Fuck you, the TV yeah, show." I remember you. this. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm watching you. Okay, times things are rough. Clearly, times um, have changed. Um, but uh, there is a U season three connection to both of the Halloween films that we'll talk about later. So that's fun. Um, yeah, I guess I don't recommend this. I'll be honest. Do not watch <laughs> you season three. However, I am watching you season three and I'll report back with how I feel about it uh, next episode. That is the most confusing review because just at the end, you just, you hopped off. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm telling you I'm watching it. I didn't tell you it was good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um, all right. I guess I'll knock one off as well. I, uh, 
I decided to give a movie a shot that a lot of our podcasting friends are very passionate about, which I didn't care for at all when I first saw it. And I know Boozy saw it, and I can't really remember what you thought of it. Um, but with the release of Halloween Kills, I was kind of in the mood for some slashers. So I rewatched Hellfest from 2018. Uh, so this is one that's centered around a masked, a masked serial killer turns a horror-themed amusement park into his yes. own personal playground, terrorizing a group of friends while the rest of the patrons believe that it is at all part of the show. Um, yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, it's all coming yeah. back. So directed by Gregory Plotkin, and I know this is one that like a lot of people, uh, it's, it's one of those ones that got like horrendous reviews, but then there's like this cult following that just seems to keep building and building for it. And I think just a lot of people didn't see it. Or if you were like me, like, man, I, I looked at... So 2018, I was a miserable fuck in 2018. Like, I was, like, super fucking depressed. And I know that that doesn't give any, like, uh, that doesn't that's not any excuse for me having some, you know, kind of shady reviews. But this shady movie's reviews. pretty awesome. Wow. Like, I, uh, I really liked Hellfest. And I don't know what I bitched about the first time because... I think I remember feeling that there wasn't it's like because it was another I think I just watched I know what you did last summer again mm-hmm. and I was just like oh my god another fucking like just the slasher movie with no kills like not not for me Hellfest has crazy kills it has really good kills and mm-hmm. uh, a really like a really intriguing cast like there's there's a couple of characters that I of course kind of was irritated by but welcome to slashers mm-hmm. that's kind of a trope in the in the subgenre but um, upon rewatch I think Hellfest is going to be one that might grow for me every year. And uh, I might check it out again next Halloween. It's very high on the spooky vibes. The reason, another reason why I wanted to watch it again is because I went to um, Man Farms in Abbotsford, BC, which was, it, it's known as the scariest forest in Canada. And they have a haunted corn maze, uh, a haunted forest, and then Who one haunts called the corn maze? Corn maze was all clowns. Um, and then the... <laughs> One is called Pitch Black, where they basically just take you through like 40 fucking sea cans and you're like you're going in and out and around. And it's like it's one of these ones where it's the first time I ever had to sign a sign an agreement to like before I go in, I get to sign a waiver and like they're allowed to touch you and everything. Best part about that is they only touch you in one of them. And when I went with like we I went with Nicholas Humphreys, our friend of the show and uh, his sister Diana and our friend Corey. And we were all, like, really concerned about people touching us because we're like, I don't know, man, especially after COVID. Um, yeah. But the best, part of, the best part about it is, like, we actually really liked when they were touching us. We're like, it feels good to be touched again. Like, there, was, <laughs> there was a couple times where, like, they, they weren't, like, pulling you away or anything. It was like they caressed your neck and we're like, oh, my God, just do it again. Just do it again. Wow. Like, uh, it just feels good right. to be felt again. Uh, th- did, I, did they? So you got caressed by clowns? Wow. Yeah, and demons and ghouls and stuff. It was awesome. Like, so we were a little hesitant because tickets for this thing was after taxes, one hundred and eight dollars for I three mazes. Uh, but but this was two hours of straight mazes, and it was th- some of the best ones I've ever been to. And like, uh, that's coming from like it's it's kind of similar to the Universal Horror Nights where uh, you go for partially the spectacle, but uh, like actually the Universal Horror Nights ones Halloween Horror Nights those are more spectacle um, mm-hmm. and just enjoyable to walk through because they're so elaborate and this was genuinely scary like we were all sweating like we were having a very good time 
Hmm. Long story short, I wasn't even planning on talking about that, but it made me want to watch Hellfest. So I went home that night and I I gave it another watch. And uh, yeah, I, I if you're a slasher fan and you haven't seen it and you're looking for something to get you in the spooky spirit, I would recommend giving it a shot. And um, uh, yeah, even like Boozy, because you watched it too. I'm pretty sure I both of us not didn't liking like it. it at all. Yeah, man, like you should maybe give it another look at some point because there's okay. a lot of boozy isms in there too. Like I, I was, like, I feel like maybe I was also a 2018 prick. So I mean, I'm open to yeah. watching that. I think, I think, yeah, I think we uh, fell victim to 2018 prickness. Uh, you and I both, guys. I think we we took so much for granted. Now we have COVID, where we're we're all just pricks anyway. But before we had no reason to really be pricks. Yeah. I think I was cool in 2018, but maybe now I'm a prick. I think I've reverted. Yeah, that's true. Speaking yeah, of which, though, I, Kyle, I do think uh, there's a good chance you would actually enjoy Hellfest. Well, shout out to Daniel Epler, who was really yeah. a, a, a champion for this film on uh, Letterboxd. So, I mean, hey. Oh, yeah. He, maybe, he's maybe I'll he's the main main one I was talking about. But I know a bunch of, uh, like, I know Lindsay Wilkins, uh, Matt Bledsoe, Chris Hurtado. Like, all that whole group really enjoys Hellfest. Sick. And I I had felt like kind of a prick because I was just like, well, what did, what did I miss that you guys all picked up on what's in the just, Kool-Aid yeah there's an actor in this film named Aaron Gillespie so we should love this film isn't that oh yeah from uh Under Oath. <laughs> it's, from it's Under Oath, not yeah. it's not the drummer of Under Oath, just another guy named Aaron Gillespie yeah and Tony Todd is uh is in this one as well well there uh, you go but yeah I don't know I uh I enjoyed Hellfest dug it beautiful so uh, it's one of the yeah. Last thing I'll say about it is maybe one of the things I wasn't crazy about is I'm a full grown adult now, and these mm. slasher movies are centered around teenagers. So it's like, right. no, but you, no, I'm not meaning that in a disrespectful way. I'm just saying like I don't understand. Like I'm older now. I am not one of these kids. So like those right. teenagers are very annoying. Like there's a couple of them that are very annoying, but that's just like you know. I think we're the just age getting older. Well, isn't isn't it's that funny though? It almost, it almost feels like it should make more sense because in theory, like, you're of the age now where you should be writing the words they're saying on screen. So. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So I don't I know also, what to say. I was really hoping that Mitch would have just left his review. It's just like, the one thing I didn't like, I'm getting older. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more thing. Uh, so this one is brought to you by our friend Justin Cook over at Arrow. Um, this is called On the Trail of Bigfoot, The Journey. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is a nice documentary, and it actually uh, was filmed during uh, quarantine, like right at the start. Uh, the The director is also the writer, the cinematographer, the producer, which is none other than 2017's Cryptozoologist of the Year, Seth Breedlove. Yeah, give it up for, for wow. 2017, guys. Yep. Anyway, this guy pumps out a ton of these. He has his own company. Him and his brother, they get a bunch of people and go out and do these like Sasquatch find things. And I know this is a very niche thing, but it actually was kind of... I've seen a lot of these Sasquatch movies, and I'm sure if I actually would have paid attention, Seth probably has made a ton of them just because he had he's done uh, like cryptozoology documentaries on like everything. He's doing one on like the Mothman and stuff like that. Which, wow. which, whatever, he can do his thing. Um, but this one was kind of cool in the way that they were talking about migratory happenings of Sasquatch because they, they do travel up to BC, Mitch. You might mm-hmm. see a Sasquatch. I've seen a couple. Um, 
but I wow. think it was the the most humanizing documentary I've seen about uh, cryptozoologists and those people who are generally considered like nutbags that go out and do this, because it was it was literally like just a bunch of dudes talking about how they spend the time doing this because they had like an experience with it, and they were talking about how most of the people who have actually like come forward talking about experiences have like it actually ruined their lives because people think they're fucking crazy. But then, like, some of them just want to see if it's real and try to find out. So it was kind of cool. It was, like, one guy they interviewed was just talking about, he's like, I just really like the camaraderie. We come out here on the weekends and we all just, I don't know. It was just, like, it was very wholesome in a fun way where it's, like, these grown men wandering around being like, where's Sasquatch? Is okay. it Meth Syndicate who makes the shirts that say, like, I sucked Bigfoot's yes. dick and all I got yeah. was this lousy shirt? It's like, I sucked you, the Mothman's yeah. dick. <laughs> you need that shirt, Boozy. You need that. Oh, need yeah. That guys i'm gonna i'm just gonna say this now this is this is uh what the kids would call no cap Uh, as soon as we're we're in a zone where it's like basically we've gotten over covid i'm getting uh i survived covid and all i got was this stupid tattoo tattoo okay put that put that in stone we need that yeah yeah Yeah. we need that written down noted now (laughs) i just gotta make it through (laughs) okay well we do so far, so get it. Get it as so a cheek. Get it. Get it as a cheek tattoo, and then move out to Vancouver. There's lots of cheek tattoos in Vancouver. Like <laughs> 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 time cheek energy out here. Okay. So okay. anyway, that's last. That's all I'll say about uh, on the trail of Bigfoot. Uh, the journey. Uh, shout out to Justin Cook over at Arrow Video. Huge. Awesome. And shout out Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Journey to the center of the earth. Three <laughs> D. Wait, was that Brendan <laughs> Fraser? That's Fraser. You're thinking of uh, uh, Escape from Witch Mountain. Three D. Oh my god, how could I mix those Guys, have you heard the rock rap? Unfortunately, yeah. I have not. Shout out. You don't know about this? Shout out Rock. I've been missing a lot lately. Dude, the rock made a rap song. Is it good? Is it as good as... Is he in Jumanji? Yes. Uh, He's the manji. He's the manji. (laughs) (laughs) Not going there. Um. Kyle's like putting it together. Oh wait. Um... Where were we? <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson rap. Right. He's in a Tech Nine song. Ooh, what? I've been listening to lots of Tech Nine recently. Yeah, he's in a Tech Nine. What track. the fuck happened to you? <laughs> no, yeah, Shoto, you know who I actually got into that's like legit awesome that uh I like a lot of horror fans are probably gonna be listening and being like, How the fuck did Mitch not know about this? But Brother Lynch Hung? Brother Lynch Hung, do you know who that is? No idea. No. He's like the guy I who created you were say horror. Twisted. <laughs> And uh, he's fucking awesome. But they, there's a song called I See You where he's snoring coke and acting like he's Jason Voorhees. And it's it's very rank. Uh, but if you're into that spooky Halloween rap, like all, all of it, it's like, uh, yeah, he is features with Tech 9 and shit. I don't know. Shout out Dave East. Who's going to go Shout next? Should I go next? So, our, Mitch, would you say you're a technician now? <laughs> yeah. <I'm a> technician. <laughs> Did I ever tell you I got offered backstage tickets to meet Tech 9? And I was like, Fuck no. What? Why would I go and meet Tech Nine? What would I say to Tech Nine? Like, um, um, that's a good little, little Imagine. Tech Nine story as well. Uh, I worked at a show he was playing. I was loading gear for it. Was it the Odeon? Yeah. That's the one I was supposed to go backstage for. And I was like, no. Yeah. So I, I actually, while we were unloading, their bus was parked over there too. And I saw the... Uh, the what would you call it the gaggle of people that were getting invited onto the bus right and yes. i'm sure they had a very fun time and i hope everybody showered after <laughs> oh yeah for sure that's after the ga- right. after the gaggle <laughs> yeah yeah 
All right, should I name off another one, or Kyle, do you have any more? Uh, well, the other one I have is 2018 Halloween, so I don't know. Maybe maybe, maybe you should go then, and I can talk about that I feel last. like you should just tack that on in the main feature. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, we'll, that, works. We'll do, that works. We'll do a quick, uh, we'll let Kyle review Halloween 2018 at the beginning of the main feature, and then we'll just recap our thoughts on it quickly mm-hmm. and we'll get into it. We won't spend an Perfect. hour on it. Um, but yeah, I have a couple more that I'm going to knock off. Um two tv series so the one i'm going to go with now is midnight mass the new uh oh, yeah. the new eight part series or seven seven part eight part whatever it's been like a month since i've watched it but uh midnight mass directed written and directed by mike flanagan um everyone Ooh, knows on the show i'm a huge mike flanagan fan uh, not like this is something that's been talked about at nauseum at this point over the last month so i'm sure some people are kind of sick of hearing it Uh, But I'll just throw my hat in the ring and agree that this show is a goddamn masterpiece. Like, it is phenomenal. This might be the best thing Mike Flanagan's ever done, and I enjoy everything he's done. Okay, so I have no idea what this is. Oh, you would love Midnight Mass. Like, dude, Midnight... Holy fuck. It is so good. Yeah, dude. Um, I have no idea what this is. Oh, dude, you should... Yeah, well, you have my Netflix, so watch it on Netflix. It's awesome. (laughs) You will love it. I do uh, feel like it kind of went under. I got my own Netflix now, but thank oh. you. Oh, oh shit. did you? Damn. I also have my own Shutter account too. Whoa! Oh my God. I yeah. was only keeping that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just paying for Shutter for Boozy. Uh, okay. I hope not. Should I keep talking about Midnight Mass? <laughs> please, please, yes, do. please. Sorry. Isolate and I isolated. Just wanted to know what it was. An isolated island community experiences miraculous events and frightening omens after the arrival of a charismatic, mysterious young priest. Um, so it's obviously going to be a while until uh, you see the Druid's hand, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of similarities in this. And I was, it's one of those, it's my first experience of being like, oh, fuck. Like people are going to think I ripped him off, but like we had already filmed it and d- done everything. Obviously, this is a million times better than anything I could ever create. Uh, but there are some really, but it, it just, it goes to show though, that how much of a huge influence Mike Flanagan's voice is on me. And, uh, I love, I love his filmmaking. I specifically love his writing and his monologues and the dialogue that he has between characters. I feel like he wraps the conversation of religion in the last episode. Like Uh he mic drops it in the most respectful way to every party. Um, to people who are, you know, either atheists or agnostic or highly religious, like Catholic, or um, they even talk about like the Quran and all like the different kinds of religions and Islam and everything. And it's just, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal, beautiful show. Uh, there's a couple genuinely creepy moments, just like Mike Flanagan does. And uh, it's one of those ones that if Boozy, if you still know nothing about it, I would highly recommend to start watching it and uh, let it surprise it you great. because like, it's it's gonna go to a direction that I know you're gonna love. Like you'll be like, oh damn, I didn't know it was this kind of show. And uh, when is it, it does, and it's on Netflix. It is, yeah. It's uh, the first couple episodes are a little slower, but like that's just you know Flanagan's. He's taking his time. I know this was his. Uh, this was his passion project. This is what he's been wanting to do since he first started making films. Uh, and he's been working on this thing for over 10 years now, as far as I know. And uh, yeah, he just absolutely knocked out of the park. I thought the show was brilliant. So uh, I I'm loved it. Check this out. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> loved it. I put it, there was a little while there, like after I had finished it, I was like, am I just riding the high of Midnight Mass? Like, is it actually better than The Haunting of Hill House? Because prior to this, I thought that might be his masterpiece. Um, but they're both just so damn good. Like they're like right on par. Like I, I love both of them, but 
Uh, Midnight Mass is a quick seven-episode series, so give it a watch if you haven't. Um, I have one more series that I can talk about, but do you guys have other ones that yeah. you, you got some more? I'm done. You're all done? You guys are done? Yep. All right, I'm just going to quickly talk about the first two episodes of Chucky. So there's the new uh, mm. Sci-Fi <laughs> Network, Don Mancini, written and directed. Well, I know he did the first episode, um, but this is the, a continuation of Don Mancini's story. And uh, it stars not one, but two Devin Sawas. Um, so that's okay. that's always nice. It's always nice getting an, you guys, an Do you guys follow Devin Sawa on Twitter? I do. He also lives in Vancouver, pretty close to me, apparently. <laughs> Oh man, his, his Twitter is king shit. He's the best. No, anyways, the show has Brad Dourif returning as Chucky, and they have gone back to like the original good guy doll look, which looks awesome. Um, this show has surpassed my expectations. Both episodes so far, I'm just kind of in love with it. Like I did, I was not expecting much, especially after Cult of Chucky, which was Don Mancini's last film. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really did not care for Cult of Chucky, and that's maybe the only child's play movie that i don't care for um i do love like curse of chucky he did and uh there's another one no that's it yeah either way uh this series is just it's really great so far and it's got some really um uh, some great social commentary that's being written from the right person as you know don mancini has been an openly gay man in the industry for a long time uh none of his social commentary feels like tacked on it feels so authentic and true to the story that he's trying to tell and i think it's actually kind of brilliant how he's using chucky as a catalyst for a lot of these conversations um chucky's hilarious uh, as usual he's it's great hearing brad duraf back in the trap i uh i did enjoy that <laughs> remake or reimagining of child's play that you know child's play purists hate i still i like that movie um but this is definitely oh, it was great it is good. Yeah, I really like it. And uh, I watched that again, too, but I've already talked about that many times. But yeah, Chucky, it's only two episodes in so far. It airs every Tuesday, and I definitely recommend checking it out if you are interested at all. Because, uh, yeah, it's great so far. Really into it. And and that's great praise coming from you, because around here, you are the, the biggest Chucky fan by far. It's one of my favorite franchises. Like, <laughs> I even, here, like, Cult of Chucky head. is the weakest one, in my opinion, and... Actually, that's the only one that I would say that I, I have a tough time getting through. Like, even the lesser installments of Chucky or Child's Play, I love. Like, I love Child's Play 3, and everyone hates that movie. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really You're enjoy the Chuck so head. far. So, looking forward to it continuing. Awesome. Well, do you guys want to get on to our main topic? Talk about some Michael Myers? Head on over to Haddonfield? Um, I, I actually have one thing we, sh- we were going to talk about before we get on there. We had mentioned, uh, let's talk quickly about uh, Last Night in Soho, the trailer for that, and the trailer for Scream, most importantly, I feel like. I highly fuck with both trailers. Like, I cannot wait for both of those movies. I think they both look great. But Last Night in Soho is, uh, I know that's one of those ones where you're going to have to see the whole movie to fully Mm -hmm. get Edgar Wright's, like, vision, obviously. Er, the early word for Last Night in Soho is that it's his best movie. Um, so, like, I can't wait for that. I love Anya Taylor-Joy. And just my quick thoughts on uh, Scream. I think Scream looks fucking great. Like, uh, it's exactly what I want. It it looks like a ton of fun. And also, it, I'm enjoying that they're 
not treating it as a joke like the fourth one mm-hmm. like they're they're playing it with a straight face and like they're oh, not Kyle's no i'm not angry. even meaning that in a disrespectful way i'm just saying like this is a horror movie it's not it's not comedy yeah. it's not like you know west craven like <clears throat> god rest his soul love love that man love him um but it's not west craven making social commentary on teenagers when he's you know four years away from dying <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. it's uh you know i was a teenager when i saw that film and it it worked so i'll put it that way um, I, I take no joy in not liking a scream movie like i've i love scream That's with fair. all my heart um uh, but no i think um, this one looks great nev campbell back in the trap if they kill her i'm out you that, can't that's kill gonna her. be it for you. They're not yeah. gonna kill her. You can't kill her, even though they've killed Dewey like how so many times, I, and he keeps coming back. Maybe they have like a the could this this the universe use like a pet cemetery, but it's just for Dewey. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> or the DC Lazarus pet. It's for Dewey or um, bring back Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, we need. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Malibu's most um, wanted. So I just have to say, like uh, last night in Soho, it, it looks great. I'm definitely gonna check it out. I I think that. I'm going to check it out just because of Edgar Wright and less for like, I don't know. It just doesn't, the story, I'm just kind of like, whatever. And I, I feel like with like every trailer we complain about, it gives so much of it away mm-hmm. that, that it's, it's like, okay, I understand that this is your only objective. I'm sure there's way more to the story, but it, it just, it does feel like it gives a ton away. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And, the, and then the other one is, and, and also for the uh, last night. So they were like, Hey, look at all this stuff we did with mirrors and i'm like you guys yeah. are great <laughs> that's italian shit it is that's yeah. True. yeah this is clearly his giallo film. yeah definitely yeah, it looks great it, I, I think 100 percent. and, heavy, and heavy as far as scream it. goes i definitely i will i will definitely agree with what mitch is saying about this looks like the meanest ghost face ever and yeah. and i like that i like that it is gritty and it it, it it's kind of fun to see all these series come back with uh, a more mature aggressive tone to them like you'll you'll look at like halloween 2018 you look at uh the, the most recent child's play you know and there's a ton more you know there's a ton more examples that you go through but it, everything's kind of getting this this meaner vibe to it and, I, and i'm definitely here for it and it is cool seeing a lot of the people you love from the Scream series back in it. And I'm sure there's like, I haven't really looked at what people are saying about it because who really gives a shit at the end of the day, but yeah, whether people are going to be annoyed that, uh, that, that they're bringing back like Sydney and all these characters or whether people are excited about that because it, it can go on one hand where it's like, Oh, you guys are going to drag out the same shit, but it's also fun that way with the story that Scream right. tells. So I, I like, I'm, I'm for that. Scream is Sydney. Like scream, mm-hmm. y- you need Sidney Prescott in that. Um, but that's that's the other thing too is that there's they leave so many. They, that the most exciting thing about scream, and it always has been that way, is guessing who's going to be the killer, who mm. who could be yeah, the killer, right. and because you know that there's a chance it could be more than one person, um, because they subvert so much so many expectations in the first one. Um, but there's a couple moments in this trailer where I'm like, first of all, I, my prediction is it's either. Uh, because it's it's fun guessing who the killer is, but oh, uh, the Quaid you're kid hear it first, Dennis Dennis Quaid's kid, mm-hmm. who's in um, the Boys, yeah. he he's either going to be the killer or Kyle Gullner, um, who is in one of my favorite movies from the last couple of years, Dinner in America. He was in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. He was in Haunting in Connecticut. He's that guy who just always looks sad. Um, is, is it the Haunting in Connecticut kid? Oh. Yeah, 
He's in yeah, okay, Scream. Yeah, you're talking about. And they show him, and he looks like a young Billy Loomis. Huh. So I'm curious. And Ooh. he only has one name uh, on the credits for IMDb, uh. so I'm wondering if he's, like, maybe Billy's little brother or his cousin. Interesting. Or because it's like Billy, maybe Billy got Sydney's mom pregnant. Who knows? Could be. It's just gave away the whole movie right there. That'd be <laughs> hilarious. They would come back to it. It's like, Holy I like the shit. prediction, though. I like the yeah. prediction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love that. It's like Diego talking on our M Night Shyamalan episode where we were getting, we were like literally an hour away from seeing Split, and he was talking about how he really wants to see a sequel to Unbreakable, and I was like, man, that will never happen. It will Hilarious. never happen. Classic. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, yeah, Kyle, your uh, thoughts? Well, last night in Soho, I mean, it just looks stylish as hell. Like, I mean, I think that's what the film has going yeah. for at the end of the day. I think if this is maybe not the movie for some folks i think it'll at least be nice to look at but for me i think this is like an interesting approach that like edgar wright's taking and it does it honestly feels wildly different than anything he's done at the same time it like makes perfect it makes perfect sense which is what's awesome about him and it's why i'm excited about it but it like it's really exciting to see him kind of like i don't know stretch and flex some muscles that i think we all know he's always had but it's just like trying to explore Mm -hmm through horror and like a horror thriller i guess but like i mean the man made Shaun of the dead so like clearly he like knows what he's doing in this right oh he knows horror exactly. so well like you can just tell from his filmmaking that's why i i really can't wait because i was assuming that there was still going to be some like edgar wright humor Me too. for all i know they're still going sure. to be um but in the trailer it does not look that way like it looks like he's trying to make like no, a legit so straight up horror movie and uh i can't wait i can't wait for that Anything to wash the bad taste of Baby Driver out my mouth. Yeah, that's a. T- I think like Baby Driver, t- like for whatever, whatever you want to say about that film, but like the way that kind of like bridged the gap, I think between like I don't know the Cornetto trilogy type of Edgar Wright films and maybe like Last Night in Soho, it kind of made sense like the direction he was going in. I see a little bit more Baby Driver than I do anything else in this, just based off the trailer. But uh, definitely excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked on it. I mean, the, I think the trailer was pretty solid. Like, I think it kind of gave me a little bit... Like, I hadn't seen anything about it. I've actually been trying to be a little bit in the dark on it. But it's coming out really soon, so I figured, fuck it. Let's let's talk about it. And, yeah, I'm sold. I don't even know if I'm going to like the plot, but I'm there for it. Uh, Scream 5, I'm a little nervous about the January release, because that just always makes me nervous. That might mean nothing, but to me, it's like... There was a pandemic, Fuck man. you, it's January. Still. Was it, like, Halloween Kills was supposed to come out a year ago. But it came out in October. And like so, so. many, so many great movies have hey, come out in January. True, but I'm just nervous. It makes me nervous. What can I say? Oh, I mean, I mean, what movie dropped in January? We went to see Mitch, and we just like lost oh, our shit. Well, underwater, 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 underwater comes split. to mind. Yeah. Hey, it's split not that it can't it happen. Came out in January. It's just those are almost the exception to the rule. Unfortunately, I under I understand where Kyle's coming. Maybe they're trying to break that that but cycle. It, it always seems weird. It's a myth, and it's all in your guys' head. Nah, there's way too many shitty January releases. I'll be honest. Because Spiral make, came make January, January great again. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Anyway, uh, as far as the trailer goes, though, like it had all the parts that it needs. Like, I mean, it has all the elements that should be there in a scream film. I guess, like, I guess my thing is, I'm just curious. Like, what is this film gonna bring that's gonna make it feel fresh and not just a scream movie in 2022? Like, I'm, I guess, I'm curious about that. Like, what is this thing gonna be bringing to the table that makes it? It, it exciting just more so than just it existing more or less that that's what i'm looking for yeah i that's why I, i'm curious I feel like it's probably gonna eliminate some some main characters i, I think that's gonna be part of, anytime you want to bring a series back that has any sort of lasting impact you do 
oh, somebody's going to get killed off. Yeah. Guys. I, I, well, I, they, how many times have they killed Dewey at this point? <laughs> Will it kill him again? But I, I like what you mentioned because yeah. you're bringing up like kind of maybe it's like a darker approach, which I think the trailer or a more mature mm. approach, whatever you want to call it. The trailer definitely alludes to that. So if that's like the direction they're going for, then like I'm all for it. Mm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just curious. What, I think there's going to be some big time. I'm kills curious what this. it's going for. Like I, I'm, I'm always excited for more scream, but I, I think I'm just curious about the purpose. I'm curious what the purpose is besides it just existing. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's something that Scream 4 was missing as well, that the other ones tackle so well, though, is like the commentary on horror movies at the time. Right. And like what's what's happening in horror at the time. And horror is bigger than ever the last couple of years, you know? So it's it's going to be really exciting to see how uh, Ghostface is going to incorporate that conversation. Like, I really hope that we have conversations in the movie that uh, are like going extremely meta and maybe they're talking about get out or hereditary or something no, like that like mm-hmm. that would be great um, that would be because there has been the if we're being real like as far as slashers go it's been halloween and like hellfest and then i'm sure there's been some dog shit slashers that we have already forgotten about like because it, it's hard to make slashers these days make an impact but uh, they got to really do something new. I think you make, you mentioned like a mm-hmm. good yeah. It's like how many times can a guy hold a knife? <laughs> a yeah. lot apparently. Uh, but yeah, you meant, a that's lot. a good point though, Mitch. Like I think like if they were to take an approach where maybe it's not just slashers that they're pulling from, but they pull from other like I don't know, yeah, types of horror films and something in the genre that's been impactful in the past 10, 15 years, whatever. That would be a, like if that if that's the approach, then I'm fucking stoked. That'd be great to me. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's about it. All right, cool. Well, yeah, it sounds like we have uh, we have uh, some exciting months ahead of us for new horror movies. Do you guys want to talk about Michael Myers killing essential workers or what? <laughs> that was actually the alternate title, but I would love to. Okay, we'll be right back uh, talking about it. We'll, 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 we'll see you on the other side. Here? It's Halloween. We've been trick-or-treating. Are you alone? There's a creepy man in a white mask. Where? And he keeps, like, trying to play hide-and-seek with us. Where did you see him? Look! Run! Go home now! set the fire. No one told you. Told me what? Michael Myers is alive. A man couldn't have survived that fire. Forty years ago, the boogeyman came for us. We are the survivors of Michael Myers. Lori, what do we do? We fight. Mom, our family will kill him. We're gonna hunt him down and we're gonna put an end to this. He is not gonna stop killing until we stop him. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. Someone's in our house. He is coming for me, but I'm coming for him.
and see the life of Liebe's eyes. And you have reached our main feature presentation in which we are going to be discussing Halloween Kills from 2021, which was directed by David Gordon Green and was written by Danny McBride, David Gordon Green, and Scott Teams. Uh, so uh, the film is starring, once again, we have Jamie Lee Curtis reprising her role as Laurie Strode, uh, Judy Greer playing uh, one of Jamie Lee Curtis's many uh, film canon daughters as Karen. It's uh, not Jamie Lloyd and it's not uh, whatever Josh Hartnett's name was in H2O because uh, she's had a couple kids in that canon. Um, but then we also got Andy Matichuk playing Allison and James Jude Courtney behind the mask as Michael Myers. So uh, let's, before we get started here, let's just catch up on the 2018 version. I know Boozy and I have talked about that movie at nauseum at this point. Uh, so we can touch on our thoughts a little bit after Kyle offers us his review, because we have no idea what you thought of it. Um, obviously, you weren't going into this the way that Boozy and I were, were with the level of excitement and uh, Michael Myers. Like, we are we are Michael Myers fanboys mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a very, very, very big deal right. uh, when that movie came out in 2018 for said, us. That being said, feel free to speak freely, okay, Noted, Kyle. noted. Okay, so... Yeah. I went into this with an open mind. I think, like, I yeah, I don't have much of a connection to Halloween, to be completely honest. I've seen the original. That's that's my only knowledge of Halloween. Uh, so I really don't know any of the canon and non-canon aspects beyond that. So that whole part of, like, this film and the next film we're going to talk about, not super relevant to me. So I'm excited to hear you guys kind of talk mm-hmm. about that. But for me, like, yeah, I, I was just like, okay, well, we got a 2018 version of a horror classic. It's a sequel, I think. When I yeah. finally watched it, that was confirmed for me. Um, also, just hilarious in my mind that this is the guy that made Your Highness. Shout out Your Highness. Um, and Dad <laughs> McBride, also star of Your Highness, uh, penning this this film. <laughs> Kenny Powers. Kenny Powers, exactly. Uh, I, and I think, like, just to cut it straight a little bit, it's a solid flick. I enjoyed it. I really liked it, actually. Um, I think... Uh, Whoa. Was not expect Honestly, Kyle, just just real transparent moment was not... Ex- I was expecting you to be like, you know what? I It's not my thing, but I get, like, people no, liking this, it. No, this was cool. I think um, I, I dug the overall vibe. That's probably the best way I can put it. Like, I liked sort of what it was going for where like it was clearly like an homage in some regards to the original with like some a little bit more obvious Mm -hmm. than others like with like the opening uh title credits and things like that and the score as Mm -hmm. well being a new score but inspired of course by the original and i i would imagine scores that have gone throughout the series uh the music is fucking also done by John Carpenter exactly. and his son. Right. So yeah. the man who did the original and the man who directed the original film. So there's there's great... Con- very, very big deal that he came back for that, though. That was like a huge deal for Halloween fans, especially. I can only imagine. Um, yeah, because he, he's notoriously just tried keeping himself away from all those remakes and all that kind of stuff. And just films in general, he just doesn't give a shit about it. But... Uh, he him coming back to do the score and to executive produce 2018 was a very big deal and a huge stamp mm-hmm. of approval from uh, the master himself. I'm happy. He- and I mean, also with what he said about you know what what he said about the Rob Zombie films as well, 
not only has he stayed away from Halloween, he's been critical mm. of Halloween. Well, that's interesting because I think, well, I think it, I'm glad he did that because for me, the score in this movie is fucking awesome. It slaps. It's great. The, the, the music oh, yeah. is awesome. Um, and there's a lot of things that honestly just work for me here. Like I, I found like at first I thought I was going to hate the podcaster like fucking angle of it all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is, it, it, like, is it corny? Yes. Does it make sense? Sure. Does it work? It works. It works fine enough. Like, it, it, it like it, it's like yes, podcasting is 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 dangerous work. Clearly, it's we the know this. and it makes sense. It's not it's not super corny. And I think like, I think it's funny. If I watched it in 2018, I probably would have thought it was worse for some reason. I feel like since it's like aged, like right. since podcasting is like not really going anywhere, and obviously it was existing for years in 2018 already. For some reason, three years later, it feels more normal to me. Like I don't know. It it, it worked. I liked that. I thought I was gonna hate that. Jamie Lee Curtis is probably the part of this film that I don't really fuck with, unfortunately. Like, her perf- her performance is just a little too heavy-handed for me. I do like the way, the angle they take with her, her though, being like this doomsday prepper-type personality. I think that's a great angle. I think all of, like, I think, like, the direction they took it really worked for me. I, li- I liked everything they set up, didn't not everything kind of worked for me but like the seed that was planted for this film really worked for me and honestly the last act How'd... i was like really solid tension i was generally spooked and everything that they had built kind of worked um do i think this film's a masterpiece no but do i think it mostly works and would i honestly watch it again yeah for sure i, I have qu- quick questions for you kyle what did you think like I know it's probably been a while since you've seen the original yeah. Halloween, but how did you feel about like the the Michael Myers that they portrayed in this? And the other question that you can answer kind of quickly is, what did you think of the humor in 2018, and how did how did it work mm. for you? Because there are a couple like standout, yeah. I would say, comedy moments. Well, in that. the way they handled Michael, I thought like they made him out to be this like I guess I didn't know exactly what angle they were going to take with him, and as the film progressed he just kind of became this he became the boogeyman which is what he is and he doesn't he doesn't do a lot in theory i think i would appreciate a few more kills i think that's something i probably could have got out of it um but what he does do it works he's kind of this like just strong presence and you see a lot of him which at first i wasn't sure if i really dug but as the film went on like it kind of works i think there might be some moments in the film where it could have been a bit more reserved and that might have worked but overall i kind of dug the way they portrayed him that opening scene or about the opening scene um like the prison scene i guess yeah the like in the, in the yeah. psychiatric hospital when they're in the courtyard yeah. like things like that where all the people deranged people are barking like yeah dogs. like there's there's some things like that that are a little like I, they're bordering on campy throughout the film things like that are definitely mm-hmm. campy but the overall tone of it kind of works. Like it's generally serious for the most part. I kind of like that dramatic angle mixed in with those bits of humor. And when the humor does come in, like honestly, a lot of it didn't work for me, but for the most part, like it felt natural at least. Like it was one of those things where I didn't find it funny, but like that doesn't mean no one else did. And I think the film generally flowed and had a proper pace throughout. So I didn't know if I was going to fucking, I, had a feeling I wasn't going to love this film if I'll be honest with you but I also wasn't necessarily expecting to hate it and I guess I'm in the middle of the road a little bit like generally speaking I thought it was pretty solid like I think the approach they took was maybe nothing like too gutsy but at the same time I think it it generally just pretty solid yeah cool 
I think I'm going to recap first because I want to leave our listeners off on a bit more of a positive note because I know Boozy enjoyed this one more than I did. So I just just to quickly get my thoughts out of the way, you couldn't have met someone more excited uh, for Halloween 2018. And I don't think it's a piece of shit. I don't hate it or anything like that. Um, I just fail to see the point and the reason for it existing in terms of the Halloween franchise, just because Mm -hmm. they made such a huge deal about retconning every single film in the franchise except for that one, and then they just went ahead and did the same thing that they retconned in. Uh, So that was an issue for me. The whole Dr. Sartain thing just leaves the worst taste in my mouth. I hated that whole subplot. Um, Michael looks great. I think James Jude Courtney is such a good Mm -hmm. version of the shape. I think he's great in the movie, and... um, I think I'm, especially after seeing the second part of this trilogy that we're about to see, I'm just not convinced that they fully had an idea of what they were going for in the first place. Mm. And that's something like there's such, we'll get into kills and I'm looking forward to talking about it because I haven't talked about it with anybody yet. Um, but like Michael Myers is my favorite horror icon, you know, like it's right up there with Freddie and... Um, but I, I like I love even the bad, uh, the bad installments of Halloween. I'm forgiving of, and a, nostalgia plays a, a large part of that. I I can admit that. Like I know that Halloween Four isn't an incredible movie, but it is to me. Like I just really like that movie. I know Michael's mask is all fucked up, but the spirit of Halloween is yeah, there. Yeah. And I think they sort of got the spirit right, and that's the best thing I can say about the 2018 one is they got the spirit, um, kind of. Like it, it, it justified its existence in that point. Um, but like you said, uh, Kyle, you thought that Jamie Lee Curtis was the weakest part for you, or something that you didn't didn't gel with as much as you thought you would. Yeah. Uh, ditto. Like that's it was such a big deal for me to have uh, to have Jamie Lee Curtis coming back as Laurie Strode, having that character, and knowing that they were going to go and take her into maybe a um, Sarah Connor type style story arc where she does become this doomsday prepper and you see her just annihilating those fucking dummies like shooting and she's got a scout's aim like she's just unreal and then the last half an hour of the movie she just gets manhandled in the dark and it's like that was kind of annoying for me because uh, I wanted more from that but also I was very like with Halloween movies, especially I'm, I'm too passionate. Like, I, I care too much about this franchise. And I think that's the problem with Halloween fans in general is we care too much. So whether you love this new version or you hate it, like you, you have strong opinions about it. And it's because you, like for me, I want the, the idea of Michael Myers returning after all this time, like since like, I don't even count Rob Zombie's movies. Cause though as much as like, you know, I, it, it People have heard me shit on Rob Zombie enough at this point. If you like his movies, that's great. Good for you. Um, I think Halloween, two, his Halloween 2 has some amazing slasher moments. I think it's a terrible Michael Myers movie, but it's a great slasher movie. Like, it has some really cool shit in there. Uh, this one just... It, the 2018 one played it too safe for me uh, to justify its existence. And especially after the years and years of hype from John Carpenter, David Gordon Green, Jason Blum, Danny McBride saying that they have this original crazy idea that they're going to be the only way that they're going to do Halloween again or bring Michael back is if they have the best idea for it. And uh, yeah, 2018 what, wasn't it for me. Like it just didn't really gel for me. But uh, I think that it has its redeeming moments. Like you said, the score is awesome. I think it's shot really totally. well. Uh, it looks that's great. Something with Halloween Kills. I, also, I think Halloween Kills is shot really well as well. Um, but yeah, I just don't know about... Uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't know. I I'm lukewarm. I'm very lukewarm in terms of Halloween canon. Uh, I would say 2018 is like probably five or six for me in stance of like the ones that I enjoy the most, and uh, that can seem insane for some people. But hmm. like I said, nostalgia does play a factor when it comes to something yeah. that I've been obsessed with my entire life. Uh, but yeah, so 2018, uh, it was a big meh for me. I, I, but I was very, 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 very excited for kills. I'm still super excited for ends, uh, just because I always like seeing Michael on the big screen. Um, but Boozy, you you were a big fan of 2018. Let's hear about it yeah. quickly. Um, I just want to say that I, I think, I, I'm once again, I'm, I'm kind of shocked that, that Kyle did give it such a good review. Um, I liked it. I thought it, I thought it was, it was I think just, what, it, what it tried to do. It mostly accomplished Kyle and you don't have that Halloween I really don't I really you don't where where you're not gonna get like yeah so you're you're kind of the perfect demographic for that well, like 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 Mitch if, if you were to ask like like in your general like did you think he was gonna like that like I I, I thought was Kyle like, was gonna hate both of these movies like yeah. I thought for sure he was gonna hate both of them <laughs> we'll, we'll get, get there, there. <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> Anyway, 2018, I, I really enjoy, like Mitch's uh, kind of foreshadowed to, I really enjoy 2018. I think that the their idea for how to move it forward, I actually really enjoy, and how they get certain things there. Like, I, I do like that the podcasters are the ones to bring the mask and kind of get it started, because I think that that idea is they build in, you know, they're talking about the story of Michael Myers, so they build in that lore for you that maybe catches you up if for whatever reason you don't have any background to it and i think it, it continuously adds from that and it, it does kind of make michael uh more what you want him to be which is kind of like your your jaws character totally you know he's, he's a yeah. shark totally he's yeah exactly shark. and 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 i think i i like that idea and i like that there wasn't like a, a whole big thing about um like he he did seem fairly directionless for for a lot of it and that's on purpose and i i do actually enjoy that um but yeah and i i think that i think that like I, i'm not gonna argue with mitch because i just i i like playing off the points that you guys brought up and i i do like that it i find that the this movie continuously legitimizes michael as this force and i and i think like what you're saying about like laurie getting manhandled is not as much a testament to her being an idiot but also just kind of the force of of what michael is that he you know you can put whatever in the way mm -hmm. and and you know whether or not that that shows that way that's kind of how i interpreted it to be not you're, like you're entirely right and also because they they make her such a basket case in the movie that like of course she's yeah. going to drop the ball when she's in front of him so that yeah. is something where like you you are right. That's what I like about that idea is like yeah. if you have this foil that like Lori perfectly knew to put like a pit exactly. with a bunch of sticks or whatever, it, it takes away the legitimacy of Michael. You mean like and the basement? Us. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I actually don't don't mind the, the basement idea, honestly. Oh, I don't like, mind that either. Yeah, but I, I think that they did some good stuff with that. And I, I like that they still kept the main elements of ideas from from the first halloween like michael dressing people you know that's part of his thing is he yeah. turned you know plays he decorates you plays with his so. food i kind of feel like they were sparring you know like it was really kind of this back and forth that, that's actually how mm -hmm. i uh, yeah it just for me like it, it's just always been a wet dream of mine to imagine yeah. laurie strode just sure running a fucking train on michael like i would have <laughs> loved that and the thing is though have him continuously still get up like because he is he's mm -hmm. michael he's the boogeyman he's he's supernatural yeah. 
like that's that was the other thing too before i went into the before we went into kills we were having the conversation with the group of friends i was with like is michael supernatural or not i'm like absolutely he is i will talk about <laughs> that for sure <laughs> there's, there's no we way had that he's conversation not. when we covered the halloween series and we were kind of speculating on like what we felt like it was going to be too mitch yeah, that was actually leading up to 2018. Kay. Yeah, here's a question I, I, for you, Boozy. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, I just want to like uh, just give me 30 seconds because I just realized I need a fresh beer for for Uh-oh. this. Like, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. I'm ex- let's, let's, let's get seven. it. Here. I got a question for you. I gotta wait. I'm, I'm so excited for the question. Let's let's play what's in Mitch's. Okay, um, we got a thing poster. We got every time I die yeah. poster. What's, the, what's the very top right? Like, there's just you just see the like the tip of it. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember from his room, because uh, like I know that small one in the middle is every time I die, and the top one's every time I die. Yeah. We'll ask him, Mitch. Mitch what's the small poster on your left? Back the left. red one. Red one. Red one. Like up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a. Uh, from Friday, Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Oh, okay. Oh, we were okay. Just, oh, okay. I remember that one now. We were we were playing What's in Mitch's Room, and that yeah. was the only one we couldn't figure out. We couldn't figure out that one. No. You can figure out my every time I die. Uh, all of my good yes. stuff is where you guys can't see. Actually, unfortunately. Oh. Yes, no. I, I recognize the double every time I die down there. Okay. Yeah. Boozy, I got a question yes. for you. What did you think about uh, Michael's? Es- we won't spend too much time on this because now we've talked about the film a lot. But this is one thing that. I thought was a little bit strange. How did you feel about him like escaping the bus? Or do you think that had a connection to do with the professor? What's your kind of take on that? What do you mean? Like he he's like this you know, they they've confined him, but they've also mm-hmm. built up how strong he is and then eventually and they've also spent a lot of time saying how much time and care they've taken on like uh storing him away and then yeah. he eventually just like destroys a bus and, and he, then they transport him on halloween night yeah exactly they transport <laughs> halloween night and he destroys a bus and he leaves the bus and then like so at first i was like ah oh, man i don't know like that's just like a little too convenient but like whatever it didn't it's totally throw halloween me out shit. exactly but then i thought about it a bit more I'm like oh wait a minute then there's this whole angle with uh the doctor do you think the doctor like wanted him to get out is is that is, is that the approach more or less Yes, that is 100%. Okay. okay. He well, wants to see him in thought, his natural yeah. habitat. So you, I you, kinda... didn't, you didn't see the part where he put the mask on? <laughs> well, I saw that, but I guess like... No, no, it's okay. Fuck, you only watch just it once, take Kyle. that whole part out of it, though. Like, the movie would be so much better if you just took I, that whole I, part out. I honestly uh, agree. I think if they would have stolen from Rob Zombies and had something where, like, the bus hits, like, a cow crossing the road, you know, like... Like something. Not, like something. Man, yeah, like zombie in Halloween 2, like, when that, uh, that bus escape is rank. Like I, it is, but like very just something brutal. of that idea where it's not like like maybe Sertain has nothing to do with it. He's just stoked about it when it happens. Right. So yeah, it'd be like, oh, yeah. Michael escapes, and he's like, holy shit, this is an opportunity. Versus like he engineered it. I think would have been a more fun idea for Michael. He's like a evil Doctor Loomis. <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. let, let's see, let a little Michael too on the escape. nose with him. <laughs> I don't know. I guess like I don't want to kill Michael. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't mind that angle with the with that doctor only because like the film is so much about the relationship and like the psychology behind mm-hmm. Lori and Michael. So like I thought that was actually kind of a cool angle for them focusing on that, but then also having this kind of like third member or third party like 
being just obsessed so you know, with the whole idea. Well, that's supposed just to be so like know, the Loomis Kyle, foil. That, yeah, that's Dr. Loomis. So, and I know that that's the thing, though, is you're <laughs> coming to this franchise kind right, of fresh. Right, you're coming right. fresh. Uh, so that's all stuff that's covered heavily by Dr. Loomis. Interesting. Piece. Okay. Well, I'll it's, put it. I'll put it this way. I I, oh, I fuck with it. I like that idea. Oh, okay. It's cool. It's I a good idea. It's kind of interesting that they bring up that Loomis angle of having the foil with Sartain, but then kill it off. It, it's kind of like a an acknowledgement of that. And I know that they do talk about Loomis and, and yada 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 in kills. Well, but do we want to talk yeah. about kills? Let's get on to kills. I think we Who, have who's to who's gonna go well, first? I think though. Kyle should because Kyle was okay. the first one to talk. That's about. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So I watch these films back to back. <laughs> as one does and so okay fuck You're where do I start out. where do I start I really uh, actually I guess I would put this I was pleasantly surprised more or less with how I enjoyed uh, 2018 Halloween and so <laughs> I kind of knew the general reception for this one wasn't that hot like just whatever generally speaking folks I've been enjoying it so I was like okay like what's gonna change like clearly there's a change of direction and to some extent also norm normally when it comes to something like this who gives a flying fuck about exactly. reviews or, no but the thing exactly. is but with halloween fans though they are so passionate and that's the other thing i want to say before we get on to the, get moving on this i'm totally like i like that boozy was reaching out to people to share their thoughts on halloween kills yeah that was great thought. Um, but after this, like I like I don't want to hear if people dis- <laughs> disagree or agree with my opinion. Like I don't because if there's no good, no good comes from it. If you enjoy I, this movie, fucking awesome! I'm so happy for you. If you hate it, just leave the people alone and let them enjoy it. Like that's kind of where I'm standing at. But we're I gonna we're gonna go you. all in. Okay, so more or less, I think I think from the first films, kind of like. I guess like the the three act structure of that film I think is pretty solid. It like starts off in a it introduces the characters quite well. It builds tension in this in the story, uh, you know, in terms of where it's gonna go and things you might be expecting and not expecting. And then I think it pays off pretty well. Uh, this film picks up right off where that ended, and it just like just, Halloween two did, and it just sticks with that, and be and it just kind of like lets like that. F- Fart out and just lets the fart fester and, and like continue on for an hour and forty five minutes. And I, I, I really, really didn't like Halloween Kills. And I'm sorry. I like, I don't have totally negative things. There's some things I do enjoy about the film, but to me, it just, it's just, it just, it just felt like a real drop in quality. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a just lose it, if you will. Um, I, and honestly, it's kind of too bad because I actually liked the world that was set up in that first film. Cause, and I guess it's you still the same world. The other Halloween movies. I'm going to have to, obviously, I, I guess like, obviously it's a still the same world. And I think the things that are more tightly connected to that first film are what I enjoy out of this one. The stuff that is just a little like too over the top is to hit sometimes but it misses most of the times and because of that i just i couldn't connect and yeah evil dies tonight um <laughs> evil dies tonight and there was a say point it again the, 300 more times please Kyle. there there was a point too where i was like okay this is getting so nutty that maybe i'm gonna fuck with it because i love that yeah. shit sometimes i like the nutty shit too i love the nutty shit but the I, overall i like 
in my notes, I'm reading them right now, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, this just got really bad all of a sudden. And it's just like, it just... I, I was actually on board even for like the beginning with like the flashbacks with uh, Jim, Jim Cummings and the kid. Shout from out Pro- Jim Cummings. Shout out Jim Cummings. Shout out Jim Cummings, big time. And the kid from uh, Project X. So that was cool. <laughs> He's the kid from Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. That too, but you know what I mean. Uh, and it it, it, wor- it started off strong in my opinion. I actually think like generally the first act is pretty cool because it's like it's similar to that first film in the series. It's a Halloween and this is, movie. And this is what I'll say and I'll let you guys go after this, but I'll give the film this to like stand on as I do think it picks up directly from that last film and it's extremely intentional. Like watching it back to back was actually probably the best way to watch it in my opinion because the energy and the way Michael is like interacting with those around him in that last act of the first film is exactly how he's acting in this second film from the get go. So like that energy that he has, it's there Mm -hmm. and and it makes sense the way he's, he's going, but I just don't think he has anything more to prove or show or say beyond that and the film kind of doesn't either unfortunately it starts off like on the foot that it wants to but it just doesn't catch a landing i don't know that, that that's more or less where i i stand on it yeah okay i don't know who should go first boozy me or you because i i have no idea how we're gonna line up on this i have zero idea i'm, I'm pretty nervous. sure I I'm, know, nervous. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure i know how boozy feels but let me do you mind if i go oh sure are you sure I like I said, you couldn't have met someone more excited for Halloween 2018, and I sure. was still, you know, I I didn't, I shouldn't have, I like I even made a post about it on on Instagram where it's just like, when am I gonna fucking learn? Uh, but keep in mind, I lived through the Rob Zombie movies and Resurrection, like those are ones that were coming out when I was a Michael Myers fan, and it, but H2O, I loved H2O, which also H2O is just the better version of 2018, Kyle. If you want to see that, it's got a way worse Michael in it, but the story is basically the same. Uh, that one's Josh Hartnett. Yeah, yeah, but okay, That's I'm just gonna get, I'm gonna get right into see. this. So, and I, I shout out Stephen and Brent from Let's Talk About Stuff because uh, they mentioned my name a whole bunch on their review of Halloween Kills because they were like, they have no idea. They they just, we're, we're buddies. We talk about horror movies all the time. And like, uh, they both adored Halloween Kills. And they were curious what I thought because my, um, there are so many things about this movie that I adored. Like, I loved so much of this movie. Um, the kills, I think, are some of the best slasher kills I've seen in decades. Totally. Uh, while they're nothing like Michael Myers kills, they're awesome kills nonetheless. And holy fuck, is there a lot of them. James Jude Courtney in this version, like the shape in this movie, I think is the best Michael has looked since the original. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I think there's so many amazing moments of that. And uh, I liked the kinetic energy of this movie and how fastly it moved and how quickly it got it got rolling right away. Um, but within the first 10 minutes, I was just like, it, it's one of those things where I didn't... I'm not looking for myself to be right, but they proved right away that they didn't know what they wanted to do with this franchise. Like, in the first 10 minutes of this movie, it proved that they didn't know what they really wanted to do in 2018. Because there are so many amazing moments in this one, like the flashback scenes in particular, that would have been well, way more better, better suited in 2018, or it could have been split up a little bit more because... 
this movie is so fucking convoluted for no reason. Like, there's no reason that this needs to be convoluted. It's Michael Myers is a killing machine and he kills people and that's what he does. And like he they they have this amazing idea of what they're going to do to Michael. But really what they just do is they turn him into Jason. And yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, totally. but I'm not I'm not going to complain about it because he looks so good fucking destroying these essential workers fuck them essential workers did you guys see yeah. there's peti- there's petitions to get those that scene cut out which by the way yes okay sorry i got i'm, I'm jumping all over the Uh-oh. place here oh i think the movie is really 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 bad um uh, <laughs> but i like it more than 2018 i really? have more fun i have more fun with it I think it's not as good of a Halloween movie. Like it's just a, re- it's a crazy slasher movie. Um, there are so many. If if you're out there and you're listening, because keep in mind, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to talk about this with anybody. <laughs> oh, like wow. I'm just over it. Like I I spent so <clears throat> so much time has been wasted arguing about Halloween with other Halloween fans, and it's like I want if you like it, awesome. I want you to enjoy it. There's a there are a lot of things about this movie that I really really liked. Um, but if you are one of those people who bitches about the force awakens or rise of Skywalker, uh, being one of those movies that like does the member berries thing yet you love Halloween kills your, your, uh, opinion privileges have officially been revoked because this is like <laughs> the worst case of member berries I've seen in a very long time. Um, but with that being like, they're making Halloween so much more complicated than it needs to be. It's not, it's not a difficult story to, to understand. And it's like, I understand that they wanted to throw it. Like they're bringing back Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace and, uh, Marion Chambers, which by the fucking way, and I know I shouldn't be looking for logic in Halloween. I know that I'm, I know that I'm an idiot. And if you see me and you want to wedge me, go hard. But why the fuck? is Marion Chambers hanging out with Tommy Doyle and Lindsay Wallace at a bar. It's <laughs> like the, the nurse from He's the first one. them perks. That's all this is. It's a, it's a transaction. Yeah, but they're, they're like hanging out like they're old friends. It's like, yeah, they you guys all survived Michael Myers on the same night, but one of you was a like 35-year-old woman. The other two of you were children. Why all of a sudden, the, all these years later, you guys are at a bar being like, hey, remember that time when the boogeyman came home? And like, oh god it was it was frustrating um so long story short like what there's a lot of things i want to talk about with this but i want to let boozy get um on with his general thoughts but i i don't hate this movie i just i'm confused as to why it exists and i think that this might be one of those things where we're gonna need to see the third one to really see what they're what they're going for here and but to me that's not good storytelling you shouldn't need three movies to make you understand the point of Michael Myers. And um, at this point, I'm actually going to be pissed if Jamie Lee Curtis is it Laurie Strode isn't driving a fucking tank in Halloween ends. Like I want to see them Adam bomb Haddonfield because that's the only place they can go from this now at this point. God, I'm just word vomiting so hard right now. I'm sorry, you guys, this is a big no, deal. No, it's me. this is a big deal. And honestly, the but, vomit is welcomed. <laughs> I just yeah like uh, so positives I really really like the kills I think the movie like looks good for the most part obviously they had to shave off some money on the editing 
because yeah, it's like that. holy fuck if you could have taken out like 20 minutes of this movie it could be so much better and so much tighter um the dialogue was extremely cringy i know that also it's cringy me critiquing dialogue in a slasher movie but this was just really really bad yeah, like this was, was really really, really really bad like some like i can't believe they allowed some of the the writing in this like because it's like it's so it just takes you out like there uh, when i watched it again the other day i realized i was like hey i was about 55 minutes into the movie and i'm like hey like i i was having fun with this movie when i went to it and i was mm-hmm. liking it um i also didn't have the best experience i think i've decided that with these big tentpole movies that i care so much about I think what going forward with these tentpole movies, I'm going to start watching them by myself or going to them by myself or just watching it on my own because um, it was really frustrating for me being someone who, even though I didn't love 2018, I was very excited for this movie and the movie kicked off and people were laughing at things that weren't funny. They weren't meant to be funny. And it was just like it, the audience was clearly kind of taking this movie as a joke, which whatever do what you want to do um but i happen to care about michael myers and i care about these movies and i understand that slasher movies aren't these high concept movies that you need to pay attention to the dialogue for but um i guess there's just a lot of people out there who just don't have a respect for the the style that is the slasher movie and like it doesn't need to be so deep it doesn't need to be anything other than what it is um but I just found some of it, some of it to be really frustrating and cringy. Uh, the the movie's messy as fucking hell. Like it, it is a yeah. complete disaster. It's unbalanced. And, like a lot of those things, like those slasher kind of things, are just like well, they sometimes they work, but sometimes there's way too much of the shit that does not work, and the balance gets true. thrown off. But I want the what I want to end off on before I pass off to Boozy here, because I know I'm already going a little longer than I said I would. Is uh. I like I I like this movie. Like I I I enjoyed watching it, and uh, it's it's one of those ones though where it's like, just turn turn if you turn the sound off, I'm I'm in heaven. Like I'm watching Michael Myers look great and absolutely annihilate people. Like there's some of the funniest fucking kills, uh, specifically the nurse. Like <laughs> oh my god, the gun. But she's got <laughs> yeah. the gun. Like yeah, yeah. I was like oh my god, I love that kill. So that was much. crazy. There, that was, yeah. There's so many moments in this movie that I just I was like oh my god, it's so gorgeous and just delicious to watch Michael just fucking annihilate these people. Um, there's a couple kills in here where I'm like, oh, that's a classic Michael kill. Like uh, the old the old man near the beginning where he just starts, he keeps on putting the knives into him and he's kind of in the background. I love that whole, that shot is so cool. Like I love that. Uh, but um, but yeah, Boozy. I, I, I'm lukewarm. Boozy, let's, let's hear it. Okay, you so loved first, it. I, I did love it. First off, <laughs> I loved this movie. Oh my uh, god! Evil did not, in fact, die tonight. No, it didn't. Um, and and I will I will give you guys that there is some chunky ass dialogue in this, and it it really does seem like somebody told them like, hey, get in those uh, punchy words and those you, you know like those slogans, get them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I also will say, because I'm going to have a great old conversation about it, is that they took a lot of the idea from this. It reminded me a lot of uh, politics, honestly, in terms of having this like slogan and this angry mob that's brought up. Oh, and for they're sure. they're all kind of like latching on to stuff. And, and 100 percent like I understand the, the whole idea of like the evil dies tonight is really stupid. But I do like that they're kind of taking the idea of like the the mega approach. Honestly, is that like everybody like caught on to that and started going like berserk? 
after the wrong guy too yes right. uh who looks nothing like <laughs> imagine him being michael myers like that that's actually how michael myers would be shaped all these years later that's a good yeah, point just this kind of short pudgy dude who looks like he's a villain you feel so bad for him because he's like just clearly trying to escape and he doesn't know what's going on or why they but for all we know he was in that same sanitarium I, as michael i was Myers. gonna say <laughs> like you you're supposed to feel bad for him there's kind of like a, a an almost like childlike yeah, perspective yeah. to it but it's like he was in a max security like <laughs> I, mental facility. I was going to ask you guys about that if like he was like a a callback to something or if that was a specific character that I didn't know about. No, he was he was just one of the escapees from the first he, movie. He's just the penguin. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's exactly who he is. Just a um, and I, analogy. And I will say like the big parts that carry this movie are 100% all on Michael's shoulders. I I I actually yeah. kind of enjoyed that they threw in these other characters to to show you like hey we're we're bringing this universe and that the town remember i think that's a big part of it is having that this this has affected all the town and it's taking it away from it just being a lorry story which i I really and and obviously like the the deeper they go into it i think this movie spent a ton of time fleshing out uh a lot of the questions that people are asking as to like what why is michael what is michael what is he doing what is his interest and i i really appreciated that that they kind of gave us the idea of and, and it's on it's the payoff that I would have wanted for what Michael's character is the more they're explaining it and hashing it out I understand that like this movie uh, maybe people are frustrated with what Laurie was doing but I, I like the idea that they're saving it up for ends because obviously like they're they're grounding this in the fact that this woman's been stabbed she's however many years old and she can't do this shit as hard as she's trying she still can't yeah. do this shit which I, I, <laughs> I really know, yeah, like that that's fine and, I had and no problem with that yeah, and it's it's gonna when when ends come around, she's gonna have her Gandalf the Gray moment. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent in the what tank, man. Up. I'm telling you, she's yeah. got to drive a tank, man. When <laughs> Lori when Lori was on the operation table at first, like all I could gnarly. think, all I could think of was, was like, gross. does she have health insurance? Like, do any of these people have health insurance? <laughs> yeah, how much is so this gonna cost? Yeah, oh um, I will say Tommy Doyle's character was so thrown down our throats and especially from having no background with him yeah. other than being a little kid uh, and it it also questions is like how much of a relationship does she have like does he have with laurie that he can just come in there and be like hey what's up i'm gonna yeah, do it's like okay that's what? the thing though that's what i'm meaning is that they had no fucking idea where they wanted to take this like they really like they were just <laughs> like let's make a halloween movie with 2018 and that's the thing though man is i think you would even agree with this and it's coming from someone who like I, I I enjoy a lot about Kills, but Kills is so different than 2018. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's very. Different. It's like the the tone, the tone, and like the level of ki- like the style of Kills in Michael. It's like it's like David Gordon Green, Danny McBride heard every camp of Halloween fans discussing what they loved and what they didn't like right. about that one, right. and then trying to make everybody happy, and in the end, making only a few people happy. Because like right. this movie is generally generally getting destroyed, and I think that a lot of people are taking it maybe a little bit too seriously. Um, but at the same time, who am I to say? I I just started yelling right. on a podcast about it. So. <laughs> right. Um, 
I, I will say that I, I you're you're all right with it it being two different movies it feels like a lot of the time I, I feel that when when it's them looking for Michael in the streets it reminds me very much of the first one not just because they had done that in the first one but it is uh, kind of the the tempo and the beats that it goes for with that versus the, right. a lot of the stuff that happens in the hospital I understood entirely what, what they were going for with the scene with the the guy jumping it just it it felt like it was miss it was like it was like three fourths. Like I, I understood yeah, the idea fist. why they were doing it, what the the implication and everything is. It just it felt like it. They rushed it so much that it, whatever impact they were trying to go for, they could have just scrubbed that whole point of there, it and exactly. done something smaller. <clears throat> there was no impact um, with that, and that was that. No, it really was. Uh, I don't know. I loved watching him be like a puddle of spaghetti, and his like <laughs> well, brain is squeezed. <laughs> I was like, like, that's the thing is the effects. Like, I love the effects in this movie. Like, yes. I think it's so gory in all the funnest ways. Well, it would have been a lot more effective. I, I would have probably been in like a, I don't know, a takeaway scene if like I had cared about him at all. You know what I yes. mean? Like yeah. that would have been the thing because you're right. Like when he jumps and yeah, he's spaghetti on the floor. Like that's fucking brutal and intense and like engaging to view but like beyond mm-hmm. that i don't even know what that i called him the penguin in my notes i know nothing about him i don't care anything about him um i i will piggyback on what mitch said about the the stabbing the guy in the back scene over and over that was um cool. i i lost my shit for that scene because that's the only glimpse we've really had of michael setting up like a prop basically because that's what that is like that guy's clearly dead he's just setting it up as like this macabre display and we've never actually seen him carry out doing that yeah so i thought that and 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 they kept it out of focus too yeah yeah exactly the fact that it's out of focus makes it like so much more impactful honestly you're you're kind of seeing the uh, the behind the scenes of Michael doing his thing, which which I did really appreciate. You don't always need to see that. Like we don't always have to see how the sausage is made, but to kind of pull that curtain back, just even just doing it once, I think was enough. Uh, That's one of my favorite parts really, of the movie. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And I, I think I really liked. Um, I will say that that it was very odd seeing Michael in plain sight beating the shit out of firefighters or first responders. <laughs> but as dude, cool, I love that scene. It, no, okay, as cool as like I will say, like when you're talking about this would be great in any slasher. Mm-hmm. It all of it was very cool. It just it doesn't really fit his mo. It's not Michael just, at all. Exactly. Like he would he would get out the back way. He would kill like one firefighter and go out the back way or something. Yeah. To, yeah. to see him going out the front door and fucking everybody up. Uh, but I understand when you go to the end of this movie and they kind of talk about like there's so much stuff that we've missed on or not missed but we're going to talk about but kind of the idea that they're going for is that uh, he's he's growing stronger as this is going on um, kind of does lend more to that is that maybe he's a little bit more brazen and he's just fucking right. going in that, ma- yeah. that makes sense I think like I, the film kind of started off and it continues with it to an extent but it started off with this great idea where it's like the world continues to keep Michael alive. You know, like there's all mm-hmm. these like kind of yes. things that happen externally the, the, around it him. It gives him that, that boogeyman is. Yeah. Well, it's like, especially when there's a scene where like they see uh, like Lori and her daughter and granddaughter when they're like driving away in the truck and they see the fire truck go by them. They're like, fuck no. Like that's out of their control though. Like they, you know, like there's, there's so many things they mm-hmm. tried to do, but they couldn't do. And like just the world around him was keeping Michael alive, no matter how hard you try to me, that was like, a really cool way to like set the tone of like where the film was going and there are like hints of that throughout it a, a little bit but 
leaving on this kind of like supernatural note was mm-hmm. something I did not expect. <laughs> and I, I think I don't really, I guess it's just cause I basically created my own perception of where, what Michael could be in 2021, right. like this morning off of 2018s. And to me, that's just not what I thought was going to happen. And not that mm-hmm. I'm totally against it, but I, I feel like it's a bit more ham fisted than him, other than him just being this like jaws type character that to right. me worked that really worked I, for me one more I moment kinda... about him being oh, a jaws type character it, regarding the uh the fire scene like that was another moment that i fucking loved in the movie is where the firefighter's putting his hand down and he's like yelling for him and it's like that totally feels like michael though where he will just grab him and pull him down totally like i love right. that but they even yeah, if you they... want to backtrack a second of that shot is the first firefighter going down there i love that they showed how he came oh, relatively yeah. unscathed right that's that's smart like when, i didn't actually pick it up, up the, the fir- that's yeah a good point. i didn't pick it up that he was in the gun locker the first time yeah, I, I, like I was just too. like oh he was just hanging out there burning but it's like oh that's really clever and and i do love that they i actually wish that they would have carried that scene on a little bit longer and used that as kind of a a peekaboo scene is to have mm-hmm. that first responder with the beacon thing I, th- I feel like I- I've seen other movies do that sort of thing with the first responder, like, distre- distress beacon. Yeah. Um, but they could have done a really cool thing with that. But I, I do feel like they they fore- forewent that whole thing and went, like, balls to the walls with it. Jason turns into a gladiator. Like, Russell like, Crowe gladiator in that firefighter scene. <laughs> like, it's like watching Russell Crowe rip through yeah. fucking people the, in the opening the- of Gladiator. The only other time that, that like, uh, honestly, I'm okay with all the other kills in that movie in terms of, like, more, being more Michaelisms. The only other one that I thought was kind of weird, and I am so, I assume that it's supposed to be kind of that comedy thing, is the girl who accidentally shoots herself in the face. Oh, I love just, that. Kill. I loved that just one. Just yeah. was very un, un-Michael-esque, but it, it does kind of feel like know. it was that was a piece of comedy right there. Yeah, I don't right. even like I I didn't even see it as funny. It was just like it like I laughed because it was, it was so shocking. It was yeah, it, I like it that is, he boots but it, the it door. Seems and like it seems like more of an action movie scene than uh True. than a Halloween. Like I I would never have expected that. Like that's like a kick-ass scene, you know? Like sure. the hallway scene in Kick-Ass has something like that. I love it. But to it. see it in Halloween is like, "Oh, okay." I just with the fact that like uh I don't know, I I would have been a lot angrier with Marion Chambers' line, this is for, this one's for Dr. Loomis. Like, that That really, like, that's the type of shit where I'm like, come on, guys. Come on. Like, this is, <laughs> yeah. just, all you got to do is just cut that part. Um, but I would have been a lot more angry about, I would have been angrier about that part if she didn't immediately get brutally shanked. <laughs> like, watching Michael brutally fucking shank her, I was like, oh, thank God. Because that's the other thing, too. None of the none of the um none of the tender moments in this movie worked for me at all. I didn't oh, give no. a fuck. Not <laughs> one single fuck. I am so happy Judy Greer's dead and she better oh be dead. Because like you know, that obviously like it's like, oh look, uh it's a homage to Psycho because it's uh, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis's mom was Janet Lee in Psycho and like that I'm like, yeah, like I knew saw that ten feet ahead of where they thought like like it was like it was so obvious that that's what was going to happen to me it was just pretty clear that michael is not a fan of uh two and a half men season nine and he just he just wanted to make (laughs) she in that oh yeah she's ashton kutcher's uh ex-wife from seasons nine to eleven so judy greer Uh uh-oh 
Oh, she's not. She's not. She's not. She's not great. I actually don't mind her, but she's so bad in these movies too. I though, like, thought she was okay in the in twenty eighteen. This one, not so the much. whole like letting her daughter go. Like she's just like okay. Like I'll go yeah. let my daughter go out and <laughs> fucking chase Michael Myers, who just killed my husband and tried yeah, killing my mom. I do really like that they actually addressed her her grief. About well, I fucking her hope in the so. Second one. Well, no, no, because they, we didn't get any time to really breathe on that yeah. in the first one. So I, I like That's that true. they do. Um, like as much as, as uh, I find that a lot of these characters, whether they're fully fleshed out or not, they at least give each character a little bit of something. Like we haven't even brought it up yet, but Big John and Little John, it's it's characters like that where they give them a little bit of something that you can kind of lean on. That's really fun. I I think that like stuff there's like a, that was very nice. Was that something a, I was supposed to a, know about? <laughs> there's a petition that uh, uh, Michael Myers is homophobic as well. No, oh. so, it's like a petition to like make him homophobic. No, to get <laughs> to get that scene cut out. It's just like people are just fucking the worst. Uh, but no, Big John, Little John, like that Big John kill. Also, oh my god, just delicious. Like I loved watching his head. <laughs> like what, it was, yeah, it looked what the so fuck good. Did Big John do? He's just he's chilling. He's smoking weed, and he just got his shit rocked. I I didn't I didn't like that whole I didn't like those characters to be honest with you. To me, it was to me. Really? It was just like that was like a short film that was snuck in, right. in inside that of was, the movie. That was that was a little slice of Danny McBride. Honestly, you can hundred. That's like that. It, it smells like him hundred percent in terms of writing. It really well, that, took me that, out of it. That and like the whole like she got stabbed in the tit. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just like hey, we don't like. I don't know. Uh, I think the reason why I'm so harsh on some of the Halloween sequels and like these ones is that like the original is just it's all suspense and tension. And there's none of that in either of these movies. Well, and mm-hmm. it, and it shows restraint, right? Like, I mean, yeah. a lot, of, a lot of, French, I mean, like Friday the Thirteenth, um, or sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street, very, very similar, right? The first one, a lot of restraint. Every kill is like extremely meaningful, and then the sequels just take completely different approaches and kind of throw that mm-hmm. out the window to lesser extents. And I guess that's kind of how I felt with this because in 2018, like every every, every time Michael killed someone, it felt really intentional and like there was some tension and engagement leading up to it this time there it was just kind of like a quantity over quality i guess would be Uh the thing like as much as the quantity was all like really exciting to the eyes at a certain point it it didn't carry a lot of weight I loved you know? every kill, though. Yeah, it, it, oh, well, it didn't because you just I, I like liked... the, you don't feel the kills when it's it, just happening every thirty seconds. Exactly. People up. <laughs> I guess I just I I maybe this is going to what you've been ch- talking about a little bit, Mitch. Is I just don't know the angle they're trying to take it at because like at, they at don't certain, know. Well, I don't know. Like I think I think there's definitely something muddled in the conversation here between the people that are <laughs> behind these films. But uh, I I I guess. That I want more of that restraint because, like, I feel like it was kind of like a d- good balance with the first one, where like there was comedy and there was some outlandish things and some campy things. But generally speaking, it was fairly, I don't know, grounded. I guess this one, it's not that a film always has to be like super, like uh, you know, even pretentious or keeping its nose to the ground. But I think a film like this could have really lent from a little bit more of that. To be completely honest, a little oh, bit yeah. more restraint because mm-hmm. the. Th- it just being like totally balls to the wall, but then having these like earnest moments where you're supposed to care about characters. I had a real, real hard time caring about most of the characters in this yeah. film, unfortunately. Even, even the, the, uh, what's his name? I can't, can't remember his name, but the character they made up for this movie where he experienced Michael, uh, Ben. 
is the one where he was just like, yeah, I knew your dad. He sold me peyote. It's just like, what? Why are? <laughs> oh, what, like, yes, yes, yes. That, that's like, the, the boyfriend's dad. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, oh, and I also really... the boy, the boyfriend's death. I fucking love. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, that was, was so brutal. Do you feel like he? They made him a, a huge dick in the first one, and like so that they could just annihilate. And then you, yeah. they kind of make you like him a little bit, or they try to, and then they just annihilate him once again. I think that yeah. they didn't know, but that one worked out. It, I think that one worked. Oh, and for the record, yeah. that guy is in uh, season three of you. That's the connection for today. Oh, he's so. also in Midnight Mass. Well, uh, the the dad is in Midnight Mass. He plays I'm a pretty ta- crucial character. I'm talking about the son. The the their okay. big their big boyfriend. Like, I do like uh, Allison, like the the daughter of yeah, me too. Uh, Karen. Like I li- I really yeah. like her a lot. And um, there's only a couple. Like I think she had one line where she's just like, "God damn it, you guys, like just stop." Where, and where it's she like, says, "We it un- dies tonight." Well, that and it's just like we we. She was the first to say it though, and that Halloween, was Halloween is not complicated. You don't and like all these uh, like Sher- Sheriff Brackett coming back. Hey, Michael, it's Halloween night. Everyone's entitled to one good I, scare. Yeah. Shut the fuck up! It, it's <laughs> it's like they were just writing lines to be like, "This will go well." Remember, in the trailer. remember? Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is a lot of that. I don't know. And like when Lori like stabs herself with a needle, what is that? It's something that makes the pain go away. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like I don't know. Like some of the, it's just like there's too much of that shit, which like is not. Like I love that stuff in other films, and I like. I think if that was the tone from the first film. I th- probably would like this one a bit more, yeah. to be honest. But it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's the drastic shift. Yeah. That also just Whiplash. feels really confused. Like it's not like, it's not like there's a lot of intention into this direction. If like the film started off and it set something up a bit, I don't even. I guess I can't even give an example of what I would want. But like, if there was a, just a bit more intention for this like right. angle, I think I would have dug it more. But there are just too many things getting thrown at the wall and I think the kills kind of save this film and I think I think the general like idea of Michael coming back is still pretty strong all in all but the execution of a lot of these things is just not hot like yeah. it, it does not yeah. work very well for me I, yeah. I feel like we haven't mentioned it a ton because but it was a huge point of this is the adding to the lore of, of like I know you guys mentioned a little bit but like adding to the lore of 70 you know the 70s one by having like these scenes with like the Jim Cummings scene and having the the prosthetic Donald Pleasance Dr. Which Loomis is, yeah oh it looked God. really good yeah it looked good okay Star Wars take take notes because <laughs> like the, oh, who did they bring back General H- no it's not Husk oh, okay. you oh know I'm talking about yeah and you still haven't seen so I, I just think a lot of that's incredible, and I, I think it, it really did match the pacing. I think uh, they did a really good job of having the those flashback scenes, having the Michael in that. Oh, he actually, looks so good. Yeah. yeah, and it's even the way he moves. It, yeah. it, it's like okay, you you know you did justice to this really well, and I actually except, did like that. Except my favorite part of those flashback scenes is when Jim Cummings is just talking and then all of a sudden Michael runs out and <laughs> pins him to the wall. Like, that's so totally something that Michael would have never done in the original, but also, shut the fuck up, Mitch, who cares? It just looked cool. Like, I thought yeah. Michael looked awesome. Like, I love that scene of him running out and pinning Jim, uh, Jim Cummings against the wall. I was like, I felt like I was like, I'm going to love this movie. And I kept mm-hmm. on loving it. I kept on loving it. And then they kept on, they kept on, forcefully trying to make me not <laughs> okay like, also 
Jim Cummings. We I know we said before, but like big ups to Jim oh Cummings. God. Shout out, Jim and Cummings. also big big ups to Mad TV's um, Michael McDonald. I I want to see him have a, a reconnaissance. Yeah, I want <laughs> like give him more roles. I love that guy, and he he deserves a lot. He was in fucking Carnosaur Three, guys. I just want more Bobby Lee. That's who I want more of. Um, oh no no, Bobby Lee got canceled. I'm pretty sure. I think Bobby Lee's okay. I'm, I, I, I like a, he has a great podcast called Bad Friends. Big fan. Okay, um, one thing I want to ask you, Boozy. So just me. <laughs> well, the to the table, but this is more for uh, someone with a more of a positive thought on the film, I guess. Okay. I'm, I'm curious what you think about this in regard to. I guess the film as a whole, like the approach where it's it's retconning these things that I'm not really aware of, but you guys are of a lot more of. So like, what? How, how do you feel about that? Like, I guess retconning these things, taking stuff out of the canon, adding things back to the canon. How does that work? I'm, how does that generally feel as a fan of Halloween? Like, is that something that upsets right. you in this film? Or is it something that, like, just because it's a new era, it's a new approach, it doesn't really matter? I personally, I don't have any weight in the game, so it doesn't matter to me. But beyond yeah. that, I also feel like the act of doing that, if it was a franchise I love, I wouldn't care about so much. It's kind of how I feel about this kind of shit. But I'm right. more so wondering, like, what do people want from a 2021 Halloween sequel then? Like, so, like, why would, why would they decide to retcon all these things if, like, they know the fans of Halloween care about those things? If well, that makes but any that's sense. the thing is, like, Kyle, I, I know that you're, you're very fringe, like, your knowledge of Halloween, and we don't have that much time to explain. But there's, like, <laughs> right. the, the, the long and the short of it is there's so many different timelines for Halloween Sure. that you can kind of pick and choose or whatever. So I, I'm totally fine with the fact that they're they're getting rid of... Like, I, I love Halloween, too. Don't get me wrong. I love Halloween, too. But I love the idea of of just having this more straightforward timeline for it. Like, that that's more enjoyable for me. And, like, I love all the other Halloweens, except for, like, some of the ones Mitchell mentioned. But it, it, it is, like, um, it's kind of nice to just have that solid timeline. You don't have to wonder about, like... Uh, you know the curse of thorn or all this other stuff and and i really like that that uh, kind of going back to the halloween kills is that they their way of explaining what michael is i think is my favorite is really what i wanted them to do with it that it's kind of like you know how does he survive doing all this stuff well at the end of the day he's just this like entity of evil so that that's like my favorite part of that is that he, he's this entity of evil and he is kind of like poisoning the watering hole just by his presence. I, I think that's that's great. And it's something that they never quite could figure out in the other Halloween movies because they went directly to he just wants to kill Laurie. And then it had to be like how he was related to Laurie and all this stuff. Whereas this one, I, I love that they literally take it out of um, her hands in this. They literally go like... Right you know what actually bitch it's a little bit bigger than just you yeah it's no this one whole town yeah exactly it's michael doesn't give just a fuck about you he like and and that's the, that's probably my favorite yeah. part is that they didn't tie the like she's the whole time going like he dies with me and all this stuff and and you know just to have like this other voice be like actually he's just fucking up this whole town he didn't even yeah. know where you were that was like just happened to happen yeah like, he'll he'll get to you when he gets to you that's the thing is like <laughs> he's got yeah he's got shit to do yeah the only thing He's that gotta go know, home. The only reason that they have for retconning all those other movies is because they do follow the storyline of him being related to to uh, 
Laurie Strode. So it's like that. I understand them doing that. And also from like a financial standpoint, you don't want to make Halloween fucking 10 or whatever and tell people yeah. that they need to know all the other ones. So like, I understand like it's a, it's, right. it's a business. They're making a movie for wide audiences and like, you may as well just go with the original. But um, the thing that I don't like about it is that they, they actively did talk about how like they didn't like a lot of the things that they did with the sequels. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like they were below them. And then they did those exact same fucking things. The only thing that they haven't done yet is that, uh, Jay, uh, that Laurie Strode is related to Michael, which it's like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get it. But I'm really um, hoping that they don't pull that out they're not going to I, I, there's no well, way i really like the but idea of what they're going we gotta be real here you guys where do, where do where do we go from here though where so yeah that's like, the thing that's the thing it's gonna be um, a siege movie like it's gonna be straight like yes. it's gotta be i'm it's just de- gonna be I'm halloween not, too i'm not joking i want a fucking tank because like, <laughs> like that you they just proved that you can't gang beat the living fuck out of michael you can't mm-hmm. set him on fire and if they like that's one thing i will i will be so mad if they actually because they're obviously going to end up in a hospital again because that's just mm-hmm. Halloween but I swear to God to you if they set him on fire again and if that's how they say that they get rid of him like I, I am so I mean that's tricky I, I I don't really get like I don't get the exclusion of like certain parts from the previous films and inclusions of that while also making these like super specific references to characters at the same time because like for me that was mm-hmm. one thing that like it didn't bother my experience watching it but it was just like oh shit like I don't know who this character is but You're like, like I'm what sh- am I missing I what am I missing but obviously someone else would get a lot more out of that which, right. which is fine but then I find that kind of muddled where it's like but yet like they've made it so confusing for the fans already so it's like who right. are they pleasing like it's a it's a strange kind of it's a strange kind of dynamic. But I guess moving on from that a little bit, like, I I have to agree with you, Mitch. Like, where where do we go from here? Because, like, I kind of like 2018 as a contained film. Like, I think I might right. just watch that and pretend there's not this film because I actually really like the way that ends. And I, I, Honestly, I think... Honestly, like, like, Mitch and I both kind of said before is this is literally leading up to, like, the big siege in the hospital. And I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of, you know, like, that does definitely look like how it's going to go, or it's going to be, you know, between that and the Myers house. But I, I just... Interesting. If that's the route they're going to go, which is what Halloween 2 was, is, like, a siege of the hospital, I'm 100% here for it. It could be really, really cool. So, and, and, you know, like out of everyone here, I like this movie the most. So of course I'm going to be looking forward to the next one. And I know Mitch is going to be looking forward to the next one as well. And I hope that Kyle, you watch it anyway. So then do we think like the, the tone of the next one, it's going to be more like this? Is that, is that, is that the expectation? I'm done guessing. Okay. I'm done guessing. I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to put the brakes on. We're not going to get 2018 again. I think it's only going to get wilder. I guess that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. My only concern is that there is speculation that somehow Judy Greer uh, survived that absolute shanking, and I'll be pissed no. if she did. She's got to be dead. There's no way. There's no. I don't. I'm so tired of her doing. Like she's always so sad and being like, "Well, why don't we just do this?" And it's like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, the the delivery is what it, I don't know. Like God, I, I think she like annoys me so much. I think like the motive of her character makes a lot of sense, but like yeah, the delivery's off for sure. And I think that's like a that's kind of my general like issue with this film, to be honest. Like I think 
everything that it lays out is interesting. Like even the kind of like manhunt aspect, I thought that was kind of a cool angle to take. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of this execution just it, it feels muddled. It, it feels kind of like too many things happening at once. Um, but some of those things I dig. I still like the, I still like the core. Like the very the core of it is still in relation to 2018. And and so for the most part I'm on board. I I'm Let me be crystal yeah. clear. I like Halloween Kills more than 2018. It's very interesting to me. Very interesting. <laughs> like I don't think uh, I, I don't think it's a better like I don't think the movie is more well made or anything, but right. I, I think okay. that Halloween Kills is more entertaining for me to watch because at least they really fucking swing for it in some ways. Yeah. So uh, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. Um I don't know how much more you guys have to talk about it. I, I feel like we've covered it pretty well. I we we yeah. do have two emails from our listeners. Um if you want I can read them out or if someone wants to take one I can take the other. I uh, I think I have Bryson saved on, so if you want to take the other one I'll take Bryson. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um who goes first? Um I'll I'll just read mine. I got it pulled up here. So this is from Brandon Vermet. Uh he says dudes saw the film on monday unfortunately i was left mostly let down the first bit of the movie was promising like the opening credits being tied to the original though ended up feeling like they tried to link it to the og but the timelines and story didn't really match up the kills were absolutely solid and michael was brutal as as well the fire scene um were great but they felt like everything after that was a mess tommy Doyle's character was too much definitely agree and the town rallying evil dies tonight was just garbage plot filler. Obviously, Jamie couldn't do as much as she was pretty roughed up, but she felt like she had no solid presence in the movie. Uh, it didn't make sense how Michael placed these bodies in the park after he'd already walked across the bridge, but I think it was cool how they added the three masks on the victims from Halloween 3. Also, I will mention that Michael kills that the kid. He, it's heavily implied that he kills the, the one kid. Uh, well, the that's the thing. My, Michael Myers, if there's two things we know about him, it's that he kills young-ass kids and old defenseless women. CC Curse of Michael Myers, which I watched again <laughs> recently, and holy fuck, all that dude does is kill old women. The, the, well, you know what? He was the plague before the plague. Well, that and he's <laughs> always, he can't run, so... That's a good um, point about the bodies in the park when he walks across the bridge. That makes no sense. That's a good point. <laughs> Why? Wow, he could just easily come back there. He comes back there and beats the shit out of he was uh, playing Jamie. Peek- yeah, and he like, was playing peekaboo with those kids. He went from yeah. absolutely shanking literally, if, those people. Literally, <laughs> why, why do you think he doesn't have time? He literally was playing peekaboo with kids. Like, okay, well, sorry. I, I take he's it got back. that kind he, of time. He was busy with the peekaboo. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's finish this off here. All in all, I thought the characters were overly dumb in this movie, even for a horror film. Trying to do too much alone, knowing what he's capable of. That one girl shooting herself in the face was pretty ridiculous. Also, as a gay dude, I respect them trying to be inclusive and having two gay guys in the movie, but I always just hate how they're represented in movies, but that's my own two cents. They've got a lot to prove with the final one next October. Looking forward to the podcast, guys, from Brandon. Thank you very much, Brandon. Respect. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brandon. Absolutely respect. Okay, this one's from Bryson. Hey, my dudes. I'm here to weigh in on this very divisive movie. I'll start with the good and what I loved. Michael is a fucking beast in this movie. He was so cool and I just couldn't get enough of him. He was so brutal and I love seeing him doing his setups of bodies and basically making traps with them to distract others. I also loved how the lighting would hit his mask in most scenes. It was just beautiful throughout. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. Yeah. 
Uh, things I didn't like so much. This mob shit seemed like so much filler to me. A lot of it seemed to go nowhere and have no real impact. Yeah. Especially the hospital portion where they where they were chasing the other inmate. It seemed to drag on forever for them to discover it wasn't really Michael and nothing came from it. They just kept doing their mob shit. Then the sheriff did absolutely nothing in this movie. In this movie, I just remember him sitting on the stairs in the hospital. That's about it. Why are you even there? I oh, really yeah, wish. I forgot. I really wish they would have focused more on Allison more. Uh, I wanted her and Michael to be the main focus and maybe add the mom more than the first movie as well. But she just became a background character to Tommy, who was so damn cringe throughout the movie. I did enjoy the humor of this movie. That is something I've seen people complain about, but it all pretty much hit with me. And I'm excited to see Michael do some more of his things in Halloween Ends. I just hope it becomes a little more focused and not so spread out to so many protagonists. Uh, although it did feel like the main focus was Michael in, in this, which I kind of dug instead of him being the final act kind of thing. P.S. I love seeing the flashbacks to 78. I find it so interesting seeing what happened after the original movie ended and how they caught him and that Loomis makeup looked fantastic to me. Um, love, you, love you guys. Bryson. Beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, love thanks, you too, Bryson. Bryson. My roommate. I miss you. Much love. Yeah, thank you, Bryson. All right, yeah, let's uh, let's close up shop. So uh, Halloween discourse is done for <laughs> me for the year. Okay, I just I just can't stand like I don't know, man. So many people are just screaming at each other on Twitter to the point where I just kind of logged off Twitter for a couple days because I was just like, I can't get caught up in this shit, you know? Like just no. people like just let if you enjoy it, awesome. If you hated it, shut the awesome. fuck up and go see Candyman. <laughs> also, yeah. I don't know. Candyman rules. Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, we will close up shop here, and we will see you guys next week for our Halloween special. Uh, so we got to figure out what we're going to do for that. <laughs> don't Maybe, worry. Uh, murder of Michelle Brown Simpson. Oh God, I forgot about that. <laughs> yep, oh maybe we should. <laughs> now okay. the, nothing says Halloween quite like it. And the haunting of Sharon Tate. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, as per usual, you can follow us Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at the Tear Table. Leave a comment, like, and subscribe, whatever uh, those people are saying these days. Uh, give us a positive review, or uh, just uh, if you have a negative review, keep it to yourself. Okay. <laughs> you guys. All right. Uh, wait, wait. I have one more thing to, to say before we log off. Yeah. We caught him, guys. We got Brian Laundry. What? <laughs> I don't know what this means. I'm lost. Do you know that Brian Laundry guy who like killed his girlfriend and then was like disappeared? No, I don't know this. They got him. Yeah, they just found him. Well, some of them. Mitch, I'm surprised you didn't know about this. This has been like a huge manhunt going on for a long time. Anyway, it's a where where is he from? Florida. Florida. Oh, Florida. Okay. 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 Thanks for listening to the Terror Table, you guys, and we'll see you next time.